What's going on guys, Seth, Chevy, and Chris joining us doing a TLG Reacts for the Game Awards 2020. Now this is coming up really soon. I've been pushing back this fucking episode for like a week now. I'm finally getting around to doing doing it. And uh, we're going to discuss all the nominees for the Game Awards. Uh, talking about which ones we think belong there, which ones don't belong there, which ones we'd like to win, which ones we... Uh, think might win regardless of what we want maybe things we don't want to win we're just gonna have an overall conversation and if you're wondering where the fuck is tasty cast at uh we are going to do another a taste cast uh the the fabled mythical tasty cast we're going to do one and uh that'll be out this weekend so stay tuned for that as well uh and uh we will probably talk about cyberpunk on that episode because we've got a couple more things to talk about before the release of that game i know everyone's really excited about that make sure you get that game preloaded because apparently there's like a 56 gig fucking day one patch or some shit 50 some gigs yeah yeah it's crazy anyway i kind of introduced you guys for you so uh how the hell are you guys doing uh yeah i'm all right i you know just <laughs> just got back from work recently mm -hmm. we ate and then took a quick shower now we're doing this so i'm kind of getting relaxed now from all the food in my stomach in the shower but otherwise good i'm doing pretty good i just ate myself a taco pizza so hell yeah that sounds fucking dope as shit. I got my tea. I'm fucking ready to talk about uh, Game Award nominees. Did you guys also see that... Um, it's funny. Somebody, I think you're the one that liked it on Twitter, but somebody's complaining about how they keep showing like celebrities they're going to be at the Game Awards, and someone's like, I'd like to see people in the industry you know, show up and not like you know movie stars, which I agree with 100%. Keely commented on it. He Yeah, he actually was in the comments talking with people about yeah. it. And I was like, he's really like all about his brand and his baby like fucking yeah. even when like somebody who's only got like a hundred likes on their comment is talking shit not even talking shit they're like i'm not trying they to were, like they were being critical yeah but they're yeah, yeah. but it was constructive um he was still down there talking to people so i, I no matter what I'm, I'm always a fan of jeff keely i think he's a good dude and he doesn't bring up a bunch of dumb shit when it comes to gaming he talks yeah. about gaming so i appreciate that that being said i do agree um what was it? The Fast and Furious game uh, when Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez came out um, at the end of the show. To Ken, fucking, we used to play To Ken. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah, now they got two actors that we know of: uh, Brie Larson and somebody else, Gal Gal Gadot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which I mean, whatever, but. I'm trying to figure out the correlation with that in gaming. So, uh, to promote Wonder Woman 1984, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, which yeah, that you makes know sense. is gaming related. So, she'll be like, "Oh, I used to play games all the time when I was." You know, I have to help them fund the show. I mean, Aaron, yeah, whatever. as long as it's it's, it's it, <laughs> if it runs long, it's gonna be something because we're gonna be reacting to it. Of for course, sure, for sure. Um, and if it runs long, we'll be bitching about it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, look forward to that. Um, yeah, so, she literally comes up and like, here's this category. I'm like, okay, whatever, cool. Sure, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, even if she goes, here's this category, also watch my movie. I'd be like, okay, fine, get out of here. Yeah. But, yeah, if she comes up and she's just like, I used to play Taken with Vin Diesel and that other girl. And uh, it was great games back then when I was a big gamer. I should get into Twitch. I'm like, I don't give a shut the fuck up. Get out of here. And then piss off all the Twitch streamers like you're stealing our viewers. Yeah, yeah. So. She's like, I'm I'm opening up a fucking Twitch. I'm opening up an OnlyFans, and I'm making a YouTube channel. All you motherfuckers are on on fucking 
on my shit list. I'm taking over. <laughs> That'd be a good way to piss everyone off. Yeah. All right. So um, Game Awards 2020. The nominees have been out for over like a week now. I still haven't voted. I did. And I've only looked into – and real quick, uh, when we talk about the Game of the Year and other things, this isn't necessarily, unless we make that clear, us endorsing what we picked or what we uh, – are essentially going to be picking for our game of the year when we have our discussion in about a week or two. Yeah. So this is just an open discussion about that kind of stuff. But about the show. About the show, exactly. Yeah. About the nominees, what we think about the nominees. Um, but uh, so you voted. I haven't voted. Chris, have you voted or looked at it at all yet? Not even seen it. Nope. Yeah. Um, I've only looked at the bottom of the list, which I'll get to in a sec, but also um, – Game of the Year nominees. That was kind of hard to dodge. But otherwise, I haven't looked at this list at all. So this will be fun to go through and, and see what they've picked and discuss it. So let's just jump into it. We're kind of you know running along here on this intro but uh, or lack of intro. Let me show you guys what I'm looking at so you know what the fuck we're going to be talking about here. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to start at the bottom of the list because I think it will be more fun if we work our way up to the more interesting nominees and get the ones that are least uh, interesting for us personally. Um, out of the way first because last time we did this we talked about the big stuff like game of the year first which might be good for people who are here to, you know just get in find out shut the fuck up and tell me already those type of people but um Look, i'm not actually here for you i just need validation <laughs> i just need to know if you're picking what i like or not um but one we by the time it's an hour into the show and we start discussing best esports not only is it something we don't give a fuck about we're also kind of running on low energy at that point because we've been filming the whole time so we're going to start with this first because it's just going to be easier that way so uh yeah let's let's start it so uh for nominees uh of best esports team the way they categorize that is recognizing a specific esports team not the full organization judged the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2020 stuff i really care about stuff i'm really fucking into myself i, I love uh esports teams and i have so many opinions on all the best esports teams let me tell you um I don't. I don't at all. So, does anybody have opinions on these? No. Chris, nothing. Nope. Nope. Um. All right. So, uh, any guesses on who's going to win? I'm going to say San Francisco Shock because that's one of the only ones I know of. Uh, when I did my voting, I literally both voted on um. Out of the five categories there, I went by what the games and which one I might care about. And so I picked the Call of Duty team. Oh, interesting. <laughs> because I, I just do not care about the other games at all. Chris, thoughts, anything? Nothing at all? I know I've played, I watched some of these games do the, the esports thing. Um, I've watched like League of Legends finals and I've watched the Overwatch finals before. And the only team I know of is the, the Overwatch one, the San Francisco Shock. So yay for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one I've heard of as well, and it's interesting because even last year, uh, there's completely different teams on this. So it seems like there's quite a bit of teams out there that I'm just not aware of. I'm, it's, I'm out of my element on this one. So moving forward, we have best esports host, equally as interesting to us, I'm sure. Uh, that's that is uh, described as the best host or commentator of esports events, both in venue and or broadcast in 2020, irrespective of game or language. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, Alex Golden Boy Mendez, Alex a lot of Alex's Machine Richardson, Efi 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 Socks, 
Deporter. Butchered. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, James Dash Patterson and Yorian Shiver Vander Heden. Hayden. Hayden. I think I nailed it on the last one. I'm picking I'm picking her because I didn't butcher that name as bad as the first one. And I'm proud of myself. I should have went for that one as an apology. No, I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> I say I'm a native language. Any thoughts? I voted on Golden Boy because the only person I've ever actually seen. Fair. Chris? The only person I've seen is, is Dash, James Dash Patterson. He's the only one I've ever, I've ever seen, so... I so, I vote for him, but. so the rest of them are like Bigfoot. You can't vote for them because they might not exist. Yeah. Especially in the middle. They're not real. Yeah, that name. Like I, was, <laughs> I butchered it because it's not real. Um, somebody made that up. Mo- moving forward. I can start talking about this a little bit more. Uh, best eSports game. Uh, for that, uh, it is. it says, for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience, I guess I can't talk on this, uh, to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre, genre, or platform. We have Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. Um so my thoughts on this instantly is not Valorant. I'm not a fan of Valorant. I don't think it's a good game. Some people out there might really like it. I don't know who you are. I don't see you. I've never heard. I don't hear you say anything about it. Um, but that one, I not only don't think it's going to win, I, I don't want it to win. Um, otherwise, I think it's anyone's game here. I don't think it'll be Call of Duty because for some reason Call of Duty really isn't won awards. Um, so maybe Fortnite or League of Legends. Um that's not really an endorsement from me. I just that's what I think might win in this category. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably. I feel like League's gonna win, but uh, I, I voted for the one of the out of the games I would actually play, um, and I wouldn't play it very much. Would be Call of Duty, and so I, I voted for that one. Yeah. The the only one I've watched competitively is League of Legends. Um, I watched those tournaments almost every year um so that's probably the one i would go for to be honest that's the only one i ever see people talk about on twitter as well so yeah just weird because league of legends been out forever mm-hmm. still popular still very popular mm-hmm. all right moving past the stuff that we have less to talk about to more things that we have not that <laughs> no. much to talk about uh best esports event something i'm very passionate about what there's no events anymore what are you talking about um, recognizing an event across single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants and the broadcast audience. We have uh, Blast Premier Spring 2020 European Finals, loved it. Call of Duty League Championship 2020, uh, IEM Catavis uh, Kadav- uh, 2020, uh, League of Legends World Championship 2020, and Overwatch League Grand Finals finals 2020 i have no opinion on any of these and i don't care who wins same though if i had to guess it'll probably be league again <laughs> I'm, I'm having the same as you chef or seth i don't really care to be honest <laughs> yeah this one is so fucking far away from my my point of interest like I could talk about, oh, those people got names, or, oh, that's a game I recognize, or, oh, that team's got a cool name. This, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these events. 
These are things if, that happened allegedly, and I don't care about them, so we're going to move on. If uh, anything, half the time those shows really fucking annoy me because they take an hour between matches to talk. And it just, just fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Fair. Uh, best esports coach. Uh, the esports coach judged to be. This is why we're doing this first, guys. Yeah. Skip forward if the shit's boring. You're like, oh god, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Correct. Correct. Um, the esports coach judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2020. Um, we have Danny Zonic Sorensen, uh, Dehi Krusty Park, uh, Fabian uh, Grabs Loman, uh, Lee Zeffa Jamin, and Raymond Rambo Lucier. Lucier, Lucier, Lush, Luscious, um, old Luscious Raymond. That's what he should have called himself. What the fuck is his problem? Rambo? He doesn't look like a fucking Rambo. I'm going with Dehe Krusty Park just because he's got the most confident look on his face. Everybody else looks confused. I hate the Krusty part. That's my favorite part. That's what drew me to him. Don't think for a second I'm opposed to Krusty, dude. I also hate the Fabians grabbing people. Um, yeah, he's a little too hands on. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with Rambo. I don't know why. Just going with him. Luscious Raymond. I I don't know any of these people, so I couldn't have a strong opinion. All right. Fair. Let's move on. Best esports athlete. Even more interesting. <laughs> Next year, I'm oh skipping the shit. Uh, <laughs> the esports athlete judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2020, irrespective of game. We have uh, Ian Crimzik's Porter. I hate that name. Uh, Hio Hio Showmaker Sue, Kim Can- Canyon uh, Gion Boo, um, Anthony Shotzi Cuovas Castro, uh, Matthew Zaiwu Herbout Herbout. Um, I'm going with that one. Good luck, Matthew. I hope you win. CSGO. Let's go, CSGO. I like Porters. So we'll go with Ian Porter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Crimsix. Basing, basing this off a of beer. Yeah. <laughs> I have no strong opinions. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Hey, video games. Okay, this is going to get interesting. Oh. Finally. Okay, so best debut game. For best debut game, it says, for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. The nominees are Carrion. Uh, which is Phobia Game Studio, uh, Devolver, of course, uh, Mortal Shell, which was uh, Cold Symmetry Playstack, uh, Raji, an Ancient Epic. I, I haven't heard of that one. Um, what is that? Nodding Heads Games, uh, Roki, which is Polygon Treehouse, and Phasmophobia Kinetic Games. You guys know which one I'm going to pick? I think I know which one's going to win, sadly. <laughs> You know which one's gonna win? I, I I'm pretty confident. Everybody plays Phasmophobia. Everybody plays it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's gonna win. I personally would probably like go with Carrion, but I'm I think I'm in the minority 100 percent on that. Have you played it? No, I've watched gameplay on mm. it though. It looks fun. So uh, only because I haven't played them, Raji and Roki are not even on my radar, so I can't really speak on them. If they're great games, let me know in the comments, and I hope they win for that reason alone. But if I'm going to you know, go off my own opinion, I would love to see Carrion or Mortal Shell win. That would be great, but I would definitely like to see Phasmophobia win. I would also 
pick Phasmophobia as my own personal pick on this, and I will be voting for it uh, out of these just because I've been playing Phasmophobia a shitload. I love Phasmophobia, and for $14, I think it's a fucking fantastic early access game that everybody should play, and legit is fucking scary um it's an awesome game so um as a debut game as a game that i only had like three days to really enjoy the game before it fucking blew up um it is in my opinion the best debut game here so i say it's one of three games that uh even like people i watch stream they stream just final fantasy 14 it's one of three games they've deviated to for a little bit even so Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've heard of only three of these games. I haven't heard of Raji or, or Roki. Um, Carrion, I, it's been on my radar. I have it installed. I just haven't played it yet. It's I'm cool. Watch some gameplay on it. it it's, it's, it's a neat concept for a game. Um, yeah. It's very retro. Uh, Mortal Shell is a cool idea to like the Soulsborne type genre. Um, it, it's, it's different, but it still has that kind of like atmospheric gameplay to it. But uh, the only one that's stuck around in my radar the most is Phasmophobia. Like, everybody talked about it all the time. So that's the one I would vote for as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And shout out to Carrion. If I had to pick a second runner-up, it'd be Carrion. I played it, um, and uh, it's really fun. It's really well done, and I really like um, the carnage and the physics-based gameplay um it's satisfying to grab people and throw them across the room and watch them split in half and blood fly it looks chaotic shit. it's it's dope and it plays yeah. really well it's really simple too which is kind of nice um mortal shell um is cool but uh i wasn't in love with it when i played it but. I've, I've heard that from multiple people too where like they they really liked it first but it kind of piddled off for them yeah it, it it misses the mark a little bit but it absolutely deserves credit because it's not it's not the surge and it's a smaller, I think, a smaller team that made it. So, um, you know, they definitely deserve the credit. But, yeah, Phasmophobia, I'd love to see when I'll be picking that and carry in as a second for sure. Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Not even just the, the games. Just everybody. everybody. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, next category, we got content creator of the year for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community. In 2020, we have Alana Pierce, uh, J.N. Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and Valkyrie. Um, thoughts? I only know uh, Alana Pierce and Valkyrie. Um, two, three in the middle. I have no idea who they are. And the only person I've caught even part of a stream of is Valkyrie. So that's the only person I could even have like any sort of opinion on here so fair um i don't know any of these people except for alana pierce i only know her through ign and some of her annoying tweets um now she's a writer and now she's a writer for uh oh shit where'd she get a job uh santa monica yes 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 which is weird so better watch my mouth because maybe she'll sabotage god of war um (laughs) which i would not i would not like um i couldn't i couldn't vote for her just because she got propped up by IGN. I think that's kind of weird to kind of go from that over to being on YouTube and gaining a following through the the platform you got from someone else. I'd rather give it to somebody else who, you know, did it more organically, I guess, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to be too hard on her, but you guys know how I feel about um, the gaming publications. Um, yeah, I really, I, I don't know anybody else, though, so I really, I have no opinion here, really. 
I, I don't have much of an opinion either. The only person I know of is Tim the Tatman, but I've never watched any of their content, so... Oh, shit, you know of him? I just I'm looking at his face, and you're like, I've never seen him, but I know of him. I'm like... I know of the name. He's fucking Mothman? There's a lot of cryptozoological <laughs> shit going on in this in these nominees. <laughs> I've heard whispers of this Tim the Tatman. <laughs> it's weird because like I don't even, like the three in the middle. I've, I don't even think I've ever seen them. I've never seen or heard about them <laughs> ever. Nope. So. And I feel like I've heard of Valkyrie, Valkyrie of the Hell, but I I don't recognize her. Yeah, she she's grown really faster now, and she plays a lot with like Pokemon and PewDiePie and stuff like that. So, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Just gotta play games with them, and you'll blow the fuck up. Uh, anything else, you guys? Want to say? No. Nope. All right, moving on to the next one. We got best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game, genre, or platform. We have Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Um, Yeah, thoughts? Why don't Chris go first this time? Yeah, Chris. Okay. So of these games, I, I haven't played Valorant and I haven't played Animal Crossing, but I would say I don't really enjoy most of these games. Although <laughs> <So, laughs> I would vote for would be Animal Crossing. I've never even fucking played it. This category should be most hated by Chris. <laughs> and Chris is like, hmm, which one do I pick? Oh, all of shit, them. That's a hard one. <laughs> you all be a winner today. <laughs> uh, um. I think Animal Crossing is a good, probably, probably good pick. I feel like you'd like Animal Crossing, so. I feel like he'd like Animal Crossing with people. So, yeah, it would be a good multiplayer game. But Animal Crossing, you literally just decorate your house where you live and dress up. You got to earn that shit. You don't think Chris could earn? Chris earns shit all the time in MMOs. That's all he does. He has a clear goal there, and he knows how to get him. It's all random in Animal Crossing. Chris don't like random? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he likes objectives. He likes knowing what he's getting into. Uh-huh. No stranger danger. Um, fair. I'll go next. Um, this one's tough because uh, Warzone is is my favorite battle royale. Probably at this point, um, I would never pick it. Valorant. We we already know. Fuck Valorant. Um, man, Fall Guys. Little fucking engine that could. Man, that game went from fucking. Uh, what the fuck is Fall Guys to like it blowing up and now just kind of like it's healthy but it's yeah yeah, it's fine but yeah it doesn't have the same fucking hype to it Um, but I feel like the two that have to be talked about really is Among Us and Animal Crossing and it's weird because Fall Guys was up there with Among Us in that sense of like what's being talked about but Among Us existed for like two fucking years no one knew about it really and then it just became one of the most popular games of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense alone, I feel like it has a good chance of winning just because the amount of people who've played it, the amount of people who've streamed it, the amount of tension it's got. Um, and I enjoy playing it. So if I was going to vote here, I would probably vote for Among Us or Animal Crossing. And going into that, I could also see Animal Crossing winning because 
uh, it's it's been one of the biggest games of 2020 sales wise. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of that has to do with Animal Crossing being popular, but also because of the global pandemic that's been happening. It's been a very good social game that people have been kind of relying on for for their own sanity. And uh, and it's it's in my opinion, I was kind of going through a lot of anxiety at the time when I was playing it. It's a great game for that. It's 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 like it's not like the rest of the games out where everybody's just shooting blood everywhere you know fucking crazy shit happening i gotta grind blah 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 it's a really chill game so like um i see the appeal specifically this year uh for that game so uh i would like both one of these two games to win for sure if i was gonna pick one personally i'd pick among us because i played it uh probably more which is kind of sad because i played animal crossing a little bit but i played among us more so i'd probably vote for that one personally but i'd like one of those two to win because i feel like those are the multiplayer games of 2020 for sure in my opinion with Fall Guys being a close third. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I pretty much agree with that. I, I think, like, I love Animal Crossing. I played the shit ton. I played a shit ton of it. Um, I haven't played Among Us, but it's impossible to dodge. I've literally watched so many different people play that game at this point. Um, I honestly would be blown away if it does not win. Just from the sheer, like, it's still being played that'd be sus um it would be sus um i personally voted for fall guys just because it is this really not that among us is a unique experience but like fall guys is like this really unique experience and i I think fucking fall guys is more unique than among us one i just i find uh, a lot of enjoyment in playing fall guys when you know i have people to play with versus like um I get the appeal of Among Us, but a lot of it is comes down to like your the human interaction part, yeah. and I, I don't want to sit there and like debate with people. That's and, and oh, that's what that game is. Yeah, and I just I, it's not my thing. I love watching people play it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I could like play too many games myself. I'd get burnt out really quick. I and going back to Animal Crossing, I love that game, but the multiplayer is very thin. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's kind of backs my even further i would like to see one of those two win but i'd like to see honestly i'm going to take that back a little bit i'd like to see among us or fall guys win for the for the reason that they're smaller games mm-hmm. um i i but like i said i would vote for among us yeah. um when i do vote i will be voting for among us um just because it's a small game it already came out at one point and fucking you know got picked up later it's been you know very well enjoyed but also Fall Guys uh, kind of gave me ammo in what I've been saying before the game came out that Battle Royales don't have to be the genre you hate because it's still early. People mm-hmm. are still trying to figure out what they want to do with that genre, and Fall Guys is a great example of that. So Yeah, they took the um, formula and made it uh, more friendly for more people. For sure, and I think that's awesome. And so you know, for the, the indie darling aspect of both those games i would love to see either of those win but also at the same time i can't deny just animal crossing's impact in 2020 for sure um it somehow overshadowed doom when those came out at the same time which is weird because doom has quite the audience as well um yeah they're very passionate about it but man did they get like <laughs> they're sitting there screaming and the next one's an arena with a full exciting game happening and they're just screaming louder well, and throughout the year, you stopped hearing about one of the games pretty yeah. quick. And the other one, mm-hmm. I still hear about. So, yeah. um, still getting updated. Yeah. So, Any other thoughts? 
which one do you want to win? I would personally, I would like to see Fall Guys. I think Among Us is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that. The I, I don't know if we brought it up or not. We haven't passed episodes, but Among Us was like a done game. They were working on the next one, and yep. because it blew up, all of a sudden went back to just working on that. Um, I think they just added proximity chat, which has been a lot of fun to watch people play with. So there's proximity chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Let's move on to the next category, which is best sports slash racing game. <laughs> My favorite. Much better um, nominees this year. Last year, I voted for Crash Team Racing, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the only games I could. Uh, and this is for the best traditional and non traditional sports and racing game. We have Dirt 5, uh, F1 2020, FIFA 21. Uh, NBA 2K20 or yeah 2K21 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, one and two. Um, this one's easy for me. I don't play three out of five of these games, uh, so I'm not interested in them. If they win, great, cool. Although I'm just gonna say it, uh, games made by 2K and EA, I'm less excited for them to win. Really, just because it's fucking EA and 2K. 2K, of course, of course has some good games, but. I don't care if they win or not. Um, Tony Hawk would be cool. Um, but Tony Hawk has, 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 I hear great things. I, I haven't played it. I've seen it though. Um, I love the original Tony Hawk one and two. Um, and you know, it'd be cool if it won or whatever, but honestly, I'd like to see dirt five one. Um, I've been playing it on PS five. Um, I really enjoy it. I'll be voting for it. Um, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. And, uh, and yeah, out of these, I'm not passionate about Dirt 5. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it's been such a great game in 2020. It's the best racing game ever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying out of these picks, it's easy for me to pick Dirt 5. I would like Dirt 5 to win. Uh, I could see Tony Hawk winning as well. I wouldn't be upset about any of these really winning. But, you know, Dirt 5 is definitely my pick. Yeah, the only thing I even like could see myself playing here is Tony Hawk. So that that's kind of it for me. You hope it yep. wins? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if someone else wins, cool. But, like, I like like you said, there's three of those games I would never touch. Dirt 5, um, I'd probably play for, like, two races, and I'd never pick it up again. So. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm in the same boat as Chevy. The only one I would really play is Tony Hawk. The rest of them I don't think I would really touch at all. Um, <clears throat> but I have a feeling that, like, FIFA is probably going to win. But I want Tony Hawk to win, just because that's the one I would play the most. Yeah, FIFA's huge. Yeah. So is the NBA 2K games. So, but uh, yeah, I don't. I'm so disconnected from that community in gaming that like I I can't. I don't have like a read on it, so I don't. I can't guess what's gonna win. I can like go based off of what I think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? All right. Next category. And uh, <laughs> in the comments, if you want to be following along and maybe you know typing out what you think per category as well, or give us your overall thoughts at the end of the episode, and just letting you guys know, it'd be cool to uh, know what you're thinking as well. Yeah. Uh, next one we got is best sim slash strategy, best game focused on real time or turn based simulator or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. We have Crusader Kings Three, Desperados Three, Gears Tactics. Microsoft Flight Simulator, interesting to see that amongst all these, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, this one's rough. 
because I played a demo of Desperados 3. I played Gears Tactics quite a bit. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, I played a little bit, and I was like, holy fuck, this is like real flight. I got to get out of here. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't got a pilot license, so I don't know if I can play this legally. Um, XCOM Chimera Squad, I have not played, but I heard good things about. And Crusader Kings 3, I've heard great things from the three people I know who play it. Um, like fantastic stuff. But in typical Crusader Kings fashion, um, even though I think this one's done maybe better, uh, it's got, it's got its crowd and yeah, that's yeah. it. So, um, so where I stand, I would pick on a personal level Gears Tactics because it's way better than it deserves to be. Um, I'm not a Gears fan. I don't like Gears War. So just throwing it out there for anybody watching this, going like, "Fuck yeah, Gears!" I'm not. I'm not. I'm not part of that team. This game though is really fucking fun. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'd like to go back and play it some more. So that's my personal pick. I could really see any of these winning and be happy with it but i would like to see crusader kings 3 get the recognition it deserves as a franchise that's very loved that i've known you know specific people who are super passionate about it um you know get that kind of recognition will it win i don't know i don't know if the community's big enough to be voting for it um but i think it'd be cool to see that um but really with this category i think all five of these could definitely um, take it and I'd be happy. I think it'd be interesting to see flight simulator win because, um, games like that don't really exist anymore. And so Microsoft doing this, um, and seeing people's positive, um, feedback on it has been refreshing. I think it's huge too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's weird because I remember when it was coming out, I, you know, I'm, I'm fucking 33. I remember back in the day when you had like zoo tycoons and fucking flight simulators all sorts of weird mundane games that kind of exist still on steam with like farm simulator and shit very popular but um big triple a companies don't make these games anymore i'm about to go buy cooking simulator man and uh (laughs) and so microsoft making this game i was like wow it's crazy and when you went on twitter there'd be people going like like talking shit like oh fucking enjoy your flight simulator fucking nerds and there's all these people going like it's awesome and I'm like, oh, wow, like the people are actually stoked about this. So I think it'd be interesting to see that game win possibly because that would kind of show, um, I guess, everybody that there's uh, a demand for games like that again. So for sure. I, uh, I, I say that that just kind of brings me to I, I would go with for and I did vote for the Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think it's really impressive. Um, game is it's ver- very impressive. Very good looking. It's huge. You can literally like fly around and find things based off location stuff like that uh they just the, the attention detail is really cool um and i really appreciate that another game that benefits from a global pandemic where people are at their houses yeah a game where you can fucking fly around the world so yeah and the, just the, the the ongoing joke of people finding their house and crashing into it um, I know that's people's first instinct. There, are, that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Always want to know what happened if I flew into my own house. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that game also does a mix of like installed on your hard drive and cloud uh, computing or something like that. Yeah, I could be wrong. Is, is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good place for them to test that that kind of stuff too. So mm-hmm. um, for sure, I think it's neat. I, I uh, I'd like to see them. Uh, do well enough, and I think it did to to continue projects like that, even outside of flight. Like, you know, do 
ships do trains you know whatever uh there's there's audiences out there and they don't have a lot so they're going to spend the money on it so what they should do is they should just take the the earth model they have and then make like a train train simulator all sorts of simulators in that you know half streamed half fucking installed world then at a multiplayer mode so fucking the whole world's just being conducted and then <laughs> you got your people playing train sim down here exactly sim there. exactly <laughs> and then eventually just import everybody's consciousness into the game oh, we're getting we're getting big brained here though i'm always big brained chris is not feeling it <laughs> chris thoughts um the only ones that I've actually like seen any gameplay on are the Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is extremely impressive. Uh, what they have, I, I, if I remember right, they even have like live weather mm-hmm. in the game, so it's like it live time, like real weather happening wherever you're flying. Um, but the one I've watched the most and enjoyed the most, experience-wise, was XCOM Chimera Squad. Actually, I watched a whole gameplay of it. It was really fun looking and really kept me engaged the whole time to be honest and it looks like that that whole like meme of like you know 90 percent miss 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 was fixed in it but i fucking hope so dude because <laughs> i should Huge by all off. means fucking love xcom 2 and i just couldn't because yeah i'm like point blank yeah. in someone's face fucking missing all day <laughs> be like, just get good i'm like i i can't control that <laughs> and I just, I get better at rng those tactical style games like that, like those are really my jam. I really like that kind of stuff. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Any more thoughts? Mm-mm. All right. Moving on. Best family. It's not even best family game. It's just best family. Oh. The 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 tasty loot gaming family is the best family. There, I voted. Oh. We win. Uh, game over. Yeah. Best in the world. Uh, for the best game appropriate for family play irrespective of genre or platform we have animal crossing uh new horizons uh crash bandicoot 4 it's about time fall guys ultimate knockout i don't know if that's a family game dude people get really fucking hands-on yeah, that's kind of rowdy um yeah, that's a rowdy family <laughs> game um mario kart live home circuit i don't know what the fuck that is uh minecraft dungeons is that a cell phone game i guess that, that disqualifies it for me um hey let's get the family around on our phones uh, and Paper Mario, the Origami Killer King. Oh, I wanted to pick that up, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, for this one, best family, family, best family game. Fuck, do I want to go? Okay, so my personal opinion is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time I played it. It's actually really fun. It's awesome. Surprisingly, like I played, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually pretty legit. And it's, pr- it's got a good difficulty to it. I don't know why it's a family game. Um, but... Uh, I feel like Minecraft Dungeons would be a good family game because it's it's Diablo but simple. You could really play that with fucking anybody and have fun with it, I feel like. Not by yourself. That's not a by yourself kind of game. But with the family, you got some like little little kids that are like, I wanna play a video game and they're just like, Okay, just hit this button, kill things. It's it's the perfect game for that. Um So yeah, um, you know, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, where the fuck that is, I don't care, so I don't care if it wins. Uh, Paper Mario, the Origami Fucking King, I, I don't, I haven't played it, I, I don't think of it as a family game, I guess. Also, isn't um, single player? I guess, you just watch me play, I'll unplug the controller, and you can <laughs> pretend like you're playing. Um, Fall Guys, I don't really view as like a family game. Um, oh. Animal Crossing, I don't, I don't know, I... 
yeah, I, I could see Minecraft Dungeons winning. Um, I, I really I'd be happy if any of these won, I guess, except for Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Fuck that game, um, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, I would personally pick and would want to win uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time, just because it's it's a fun game. I like it. Deserves it der- uh, deserves um, attention. So yeah, I'm gonna go with with Animal Crossing, um, and for a lot of the reasons you mentioned earlier when we talked about it, um, you know everyone got stuck in their houses, and what's a good way to spend time with your family, especially if you're like a college kid and you're you're stuck, you know, across the country and you can't come home type of thing. You know, you can just hang out in Animal Crossing. So, mm-hmm. uh, plus there's like zero consequences in that game. So even if like you let a kid play it, the worst they're gonna do is like leave a bunch of holes in the ground. Get stung by bees and look real fucking weathered. Yeah, but I mean, like nothing bad happens. So, oh, it's bad. I've seen it. Um, I don't know. It hurts. I just, I think uh, I haven't played Minecraft Dungeons. It's the only reason I can't even I can't even say anything on it. Um, it's baby Diablo. Yeah, yeah. I, baby. I, I kind of figured that's why I didn't even bother. Um, I oddly I played it. Oh my god, I fucking played it on on PC. I streamed it. And not only was I like kind of bored, and everybody was playing with was like, but people in stream were like, "Why are you playing this?" I'm like, you know what? You talked me, you talked me into it. And I was like, left and played something else. You know, streams over. Uh. I did. I ended it. I think it's like a 30 minute stream. I was like, I hey, fuck this. And I, like, I really like had to rethink my life. I was like, what am I doing right now? Why am I doing this? Um, it wasn't even like like it's not even like a bad game that I can make fun of. I'm just like. It's like if I was playing the Lego games. Like, I would never do this. Uh, but I played it on uh, my phone via Game Pass. And uh, I actually enjoyed it on there. It was weird. Huh. As like a, as like a game I could play on the go, it, it kind of made more sense. It was weird. So um, not that I'm endorsing it. It's fine. It's fine. If you, want, if you ever see me streaming, tell me to stop streaming. And I'll be like, okay, you're God right. damn it, Seth. What are you doing? I'm not easily told what to do, but if you tell me stop playing Minecraft Dungeons, I'll probably speak, yeah, I agree with you. That's fine. I'll do that. <laughs> See, when I, when I think of famine games, I think of games that can play with little kids that would keep us both mildly entertained. And the only thing I can think of that fits that description on this list is Minecraft Dungeons because kids that I know of are really into Minecraft and I enjoy playing Diablo-esque dungeon crawler games, so this would be a good bridge between them for us to play together. And I've played it before. It is relatively simple, so that kids could play it and not feel frustrated with it. Yeah, and all the gear and like um, uh, I forgot what it is, but it's essentially the way you can get like uh, moves or whatever is pretty straightforward. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, it's pretty casual, but it's also it's 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 enough to be fun. And you can, I think you can play same screen shit like that. So yeah, I was kind of in the same mindset when I was thinking of family stuff. Although you raise a really good point that the idea of family you can still play or connect with people over the internet through animal crossing makes sense as well so mm-hmm. i'm just picking crash bandicoot because i like it yeah i mean fuck fuck the family i just i'll play it <laughs> best best me family game yeah <laughs> i am my family for sure i mean he's he counts too but like fucking we play our own games a lot so um yeah anything else no all right good luck all the best families um I just, okay so we got best fighting uh for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat we have grand blue fantasy versus mortal Kombat 11 ultimate uh street fighter 5 champion edition is that the one we played 
I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. Uh, One Punch Man. Oh, man, I don't have a whole lot of opinions here. One Punch Man, <laughs> a hero nobody knows. Exactly. And Undernight in Birth EXE Late CLR. That's a Japanese as fuck game. Yeah, the first and the last one there are both Arc System Works. So. Um, fuck, dude. I saw Grand Blue Fantasy Versus played at E3 last year. It looked pretty cool. So uh, I hope that one wins. I am also going with that one because... But Mortal Kombat 11's quality cannot be denied. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, it, it looks like Guilty Gear, and yeah. I, I like that. Um, I also think Under Knight looks cool. Uh, it's a 2D uh, fighter instead of 3D models. Um, I haven't tried it, though. So I haven't tried Grand Blue either, but I have a pretty good idea on how that one plays. So looked cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I've, I've I almost picked it up like two three times i didn't have like the name of it when i was watching people play it but it caught my eye i was watching play i was like that's a it's like what fighting game is that like i didn't recognize and then later i saw something on it i was like oh it's that fucking grand blue game okay so that's cool but uh but yeah i'm so not passionate about any of this stuff i you know like i said grand blue i'd like to win personally but if any of these win i not only would be like okay yeah that makes sense but also like i wouldn't be surprised about any of these specifically mortal Kombat or street fighter one those have huge communities huge, so yeah. like they're gonna get a lot of votes um i mean if one punch man won i know the anime is popular but if the game won i'd be blown away i'd be blown away too i do know a lot of people play the last game there too under night so yeah um ask me next year though i'll have a pretty strong opinion of this fight <laughs> Strive comes out this year. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've I've watched a, a chunk of Grand Blue played before, and it looked really neat. I really like the art style with it. It's uh, it looks very fun and energetic. But uh, Mortal Kombat 11 hands down wins for me. I mean, not just speaking from like because I'm a fanboy of Mortal Kombat, but like they put a lot of work into this game. There's a lot of detail in it. It's just so fine tuned. It's so much fun to play, and you have so much variety. So many fun guest characters in it. And they still updated it to this day, so it's just hands down the best one on the list for me. Yeah, I didn't play it, so that's the reason I can't be as like into it because, like I said, the the quality can't be denied. I haven't played it; I know that. Um, I just haven't played it. Mm. I mean, uh, they just released a costume pack that were skins from the original Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, oh yeah, on. yeah, I remember that. That's cool. All I'm saying is I don't I don't want Street Fighter Five to win. Same. <laughs> Not anything against Street Fighter, just that one. And I talked with a lot of people on Reddit when we did Plus Club, and a lot of people kind of like said that the the whole package was really good. I thought that one was the whole package, the Championship Edition. It is. Okay. I just haven't played it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of people who defended it and yeah. defended it in a way that was like no one was like fuck you, you don't get it. They're just like, well, I wish PlayStation Plus would have released the champion the, the edition. Real game. Yeah, so people could, you know. So when I'm saying like, you know, I don't care if it wins, it's not because I fucking hate the game. It's just what I played of it was a jumbled fucking mess. And so, you know, I, I would prefer something like Mortal Kombat. If you're going to get like the big fighting games to win, Mortal Kombat would easily be my pick. Yeah. So. Yep. Anything else? <laughs> Sneezes all around. Ooh. Moving on to the next one we got best role-playing game i Uh-oh. may have a oh better opinion on this one so best role-playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression including massively multiplayer experiences which i only Where? see one of those on here kind of um ones we got the nominees are final fantasy 7 remake genshin impact 
Persona 5 Royale, Royal, uh, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I'll let somebody else go first this time. Holy crap, that's a rough one for me. Not for me. Um, it's definitely not Genshin Impact for best role-playing game. Oh, shit. No. Um, I think it is a is a very fun game, but like it's not what I consider like best role-playing game that it, that it's still it's still a mobile gotch game it just happens to be a very high quality one um yep. i haven't played wasteland i need to they look really neat I played the first one so i downloaded the third one and then i uninstalled it and never played it yeah i i think i played a demo for the second one and it, it was it was pretty neat but i didn't get very far in it and then you like a dragon i actually keep hearing a lot of really good stuff about that mm. game which is great um, I actually saw someone on Twitter today say it was the RPG they didn't know they needed. So, well, that's cool. Somebody also came out like three days ago and said that it's a good case on why brands shouldn't be afraid to experiment. Oh, I'm because it's 100 percent bored with that. Yeah, so am I. It's just nice to see that out in the open because I agree people should try new things. And when I heard that it was going RPG, I knew a lot of people were like, oh, "I don't like that." I'm like, "Ah, oh, it could be cool." Yeah, that game doesn't take itself too serious. So if it wanted to go as an RPG, it could totally fucking play that off just fine. Well, it sounds like it does. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I I also haven't played it. I really want to, but I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, it leaves me with Persona Five and, and Final Fantasy Seven. Those are both really quality ass games. And I don't think I could pick one sadly because I'm beating mm. either of them. I can. So um, I would be happy if either won. Um, yeah, it's fair. Uh, I'll just say I'd be happy really if any of these won. Um, I think they all are deserving. Uh, not so much Genshin Impact, not because anything against that game, but I don't really think of it as like best role-playing material, specifically with what it's up against. I think the other four games here qualify much better than Genshin Impact. If this was like best multiplayer game, online game, uh, best mobile game, absolutely. Oh yeah. If it was best mobile game, like one hundred percent. There's a there's a conversation to be had there because of the impact of Genshin Impact. Um, but when we're talking about best role playing game of 2020, I have not played Yakuza Like a Dragon. I can't talk on it. Wasteland 3, I haven't played it. I downloaded it. I installed it, like I said. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I played it, I'd probably like it. But would it impact me? Probably not so much. Persona 5 Royal, uh, cool. Uh, I, I like Persona 5. I haven't beaten it. Um, but that also came out before. This is obviously a, a newer version of it, the added stuff. Yeah. But um, I feel like it had its, its, its day. Um, I think the big role-playing game of 2020 without a doubt is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, it, it was a huge event at E3. It was the second talk of the fucking event. Um, this year, it's it's come out. It's fucking had pretty decent praise. Some people have been kind of mixed on it. I haven't beaten it. I've played it, though. Um, I really like it a lot. And, uh, you know, it, it's Final Fantasy VII. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they didn't fuck it up. Um I absolutely think it's the best role-playing game of 2020 that I've played so far, and the impact uh, to the gaming community, I think, is probably the biggest splash out of all these games. Um, so not only do I want that to win, what I'll be voting to win, but I hope it wins. But if Persona, uh, Wasteland 3, or Yakuza were to win this, I would be happy for them as well. 
Uh, I haven't played Yakuza. Haven't played Wasteland. Haven't played Persona. So wipe those off the board for me because I haven't even touched them. Uh, Genshin Impact, I've played. I play. But like Chevy said, it is a very fancy gotcha game. Mobile gotcha game on PC. That's that's how I see it. I don't really see it as, a, as an RPG. So it's the easy choice for me. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and I think I honestly think it's a shoe in to win just because of the hype that was surrounded for years mm-hmm. now. It's just it's just at this point, if the other ones win, I'll be shocked, to be honest. Yeah. I mean I could I could see I could see something else taking it possibly, but yeah, Final Fantasy Seven just is like the only game out of these five games in the bigger spectrum of, of the gaming community. I've seen the the most from people, like the the, the mm-hmm. biggest um, reaction. So um, I feel like it's the bigger event of all these games when it comes to best role playing game of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. I uh, <clears throat> to clarify, I do think seven will win. Mm. I just personally, that's tough. Could for go me. either way. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. But uh, I, I think we could all kind of agree here, though. Any of these games, none of these are bad games. So no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, actually, this is the the first category where I think it's all tough. five are awesome. Yeah, so. yeah. The only reason I can even confidently go with Final Fantasy is because that one just goes way up there for me. But the, all these, I'm like, these are all great games. Genshin Impact's probably like my least, uh, I guess, um, the least attached I am to any of these games. Even though I haven't played Wasteland three, um, I liked Wasteland one, and uh, so, but it's not bad. I honestly think if Genshin Impact's multiplayer was expanded more, um, it'd be really hard to put down. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. From what I did play, it was it was fun. I just couldn't see myself sticking with it unless there's more to it. So, um, anything else? Mm-mm. All right, moving on to the next one. We got best action adventure for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Uh, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. This one's pretty tough for me, but best action adventure game. For me personally, and pretty easily, Ghost of Tsushima will, will be my vote. Also... Out of these, I hope it wins. And yeah, they're all good picks, though. Uh, I agree. Uh, also, it's the only game on that entire list I've played. So it's oh, the only shit. one I can pick. You own Miles Morales. And it's still in its uh, ramp. I've seen it. Every time I go in your room, <laughs> I see that. I'm like, he has not opened that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not in a hurry to play that game, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat with Chevy. The only one I've played is Ghost of Tsushima, but it's made such an impact on me. It's uh, it's such a gorgeous game. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have, I have more to say on this. I just needed to get that out there that Ghost of Tsushima, for me, it's an easy pick. I wanted to really kind of clarify that. Um, mm-hmm. I played and beat Last of Us Part Two, and um, I, I liked it. Um, it definitely has some weaknesses, but... Um, uh, I think the 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 leaks really hurt that game way more than than it would have if if it just released without the leaks. Um, so I was really surprised to be coming out of this more so looking at Ghost Tsushima over Last of Us Part Two because anybody who knows me knows the Last of Us one of my favorite games ever made. So um, 
that's kind of rough for me. But also, when we're talking about action, action adventure, I don't really view Last of Us as action adventure. It's technically easily uh, action adventure, but it's also a survival horror game. It's also like a very cinematic narrative-driven game, which doesn't mean it's not action adventure, but like... I don't think of it in the same way of like platforming and puzzle solving type stuff. It's very much like stealth creeping around, killing people while stories happening and leveling up your weapons while you shoot more people. I don't know. It's, it's it feels more like a third person shooter. It's stealth. It just doesn't fit for me. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order still haven't played. Still haven't played. I've seen that game for like eight dollars. I have not picked it Damn. up. I think it's on Game Pass right wow. now. Um, Shut up. That has more to do with my disinterest in Disney Star Wars than it has to do with uh, any game made by Respawn. I don't give a fuck what it is. And also that I am an OG Star Wars fan um, and that I've heard nothing but good things about the game. I just haven't I, I just haven't played it, I, which sucks. So um, I in my brain, I'm like, is that did that even come out this year? Like, fucking why is that even here? Um or in the Will of Wisps, I haven't played. I'm sure it's fantastic. I like the first one. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, I could not vote for, nor would I want it to win, just because even though it is cool, Miles Morales is really annoying. I know I'm like the only person who's going to say that. His voice drives me fucking insane. His character's fine, but his voice drives me nuts. But also, even though it is great, it's, it's more of the same Spider-Man. I'd rather somebody else win. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I haven't played. I've heard great things i've heard people say bad things about it and then go hey it's actually pretty good um you'll flip flop and uh i have heard good things about it i haven't played it i saw a streamer who usually plays for one to two hours a day play it for 16 and a half hours so obviously it's doing something yeah i've heard really good things so um uh, i would definitely be picking that up once i have like more time to invest in a game that's not um you know, time that I have to use on other things for a week before cyberpunk comes out. So uh, yeah, this month, there's no way I fucked. can even start playing that game right now because I'm just like playing little things right now just to get ready for cyberpunk. Um, so yeah, ghost Tsushima action adventure, easily my fucking pick. And I hope it wins. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> I kind of, I had to elaborate just because I actually have played and this is a category. I definitely dabble in so well i normally i i, I would too it's just the picks here aren't yeah once for me really and i yeah. not, not for any strong opinions i just well it's my they're all huge games these yeah. are all like triple a games yeah you know yeah i just i've been like out of assassin's creed since they've switched the type of game since it is. they got good um <laughs> spider-man like you said like it's it's good but like i have so many other things i want to play like it's kind of I feel like it's a middle game for me. So I'm just like Well and it's 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 not, good, but I'm more interested in this right now. If you play the last Spider Man, it's not gonna blow your mind. You're just yeah. gonna appreciate it. You're gonna be like, Oh, it's last Spider Man but with new powers and better graphics. Yeah, and then I appreciate Ori. Um I don't enjoy playing it. So it's not it's not you, Ori, it's me. Kind of. Yeah. It's a little bit you. Sorry, BB. Loved <laughs> you so much. Um <laughs> For similar reasons to you, I wasn't super interested in picking up Star Wars. Um, also, the comparison kept getting brought up to Dark Souls to it, yeah. which was a huge turnoff for me as well. 
Dark Souls is amazing. Don't but, get me wrong. But not difficulty-wise, just gameplay-wise. Sure. And I was just like, eh, I don't, I, I don't want to play that. And then Last of Us, uh, I can't play. <laughs> yeah, I need to play it for you because yeah. uh, I need someone to talk to you about that game. Yeah. There's uh, a lot to talk about. I'm like, sure. I, and I would, uh, that game, game I could sit down and, and, and watch. You beat it, and you're just like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. So I need to watch that game, but um, there's, I'm too anxious to play games like that. So it's an anxious game. Anything else? No, not in this category. All right, moving on. We got best action game uh, for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. We have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half Life, Alex. These are all good picks. Uh, yeah. Neo 2 and Streets of Rage 4. I've played all these. I've played one. We'll start with Chris. I've played none. I've played none of these. We'll start with Chris. <laughs> but um, I'm a big fan of Neo, and Neo 2 has been on my radar for a long time. I've watched gameplay on it. It's cool, but I haven't played it. Streets of Rage 4, I think I have it. It's on Game Pass. I'm not sure. If I, okay, then I have it installed. I just haven't played it because it's a game that would feel like I want to play with other people. That's where I played it was Game Pass, yeah. Never played it with anybody. Never watched anybody play it. Mm-hmm. Um, the game that I've seen the most and I watch like daily, daily content on is Hades. Damn. Every day I watch new content on it. Every single day. And I'm the one person on this planet. You play for 20 minutes. You got to play longer to find out if you like it. I have it. I got it. I, I downloaded it. I just haven't played it yet. I bought it and then I refunded it after twenty minutes. Cody picked it up. He loves it. I don't like the combat. It's not fun. Got to use a different oh. weapon. I tried yeah. two. It's all sorts of weapons. Two. There's in. like five weapons. With, sure, you know, but like you can't various... play a game forever, and they won't let you refund it then. So that's true. So it's true. You, you could just refund Cube World instantly. I mean. Maybe I refunded Cuba and bought Hades with the refund money. Who knows? It's a fair trade. <laughs> I mean, I'll agree with that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hades is going to be it for me, for sure. All right. Um, this one's this one's kind of tough for me. Um, I don't see Streets of Rage 4 winning, nor would I want it to win. I played it. It's fine. Um, it's surprisingly very, not visually, but gameplay-wise, very authentic to the originals, which I appreciate. It plays exactly like the older games. It just has a very interesting, cartoony look that at first is kind of weird because I'm playing like, this doesn't look like Streets of Rage. But the more you play, you start kind of appreciating it. Um, so I kind of I dug it. It's just not... It's it's up here with some fucking big dogs. And so, like, it just doesn't, it's I, not... I want to be a contender. It's not, pretty much, I want to be a contender. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, fuck, Neo 2, I haven't beat, but it's really good. And, Chris, obviously, you've already watched gameplay of it, but if you like Neo, you'll fucking love it. Um, I need to try it with the, the fucking PS5 upgrade. Um, but, yeah, Neo 2 is fucking dope. Um, Half-Life Alex, really interesting to see it in best action, because it's a VR shooter um really weird to see it here like it doesn't make sense yeah, to me i feel like it's miscategorized i feel like jeff Keeley is just like half-life needs to get picked somewhere um there's one category in here it should honestly i want to pick it but not in this category um if it was vr fucking beats everything man it's half-life alex fucking blow, blows my mind um it's the future of what vr should be uh at the 
base minimum, but for best action, it's hard for me to fucking pick it. I feel like it's almost unfair. Uh, Hades, I fucking love. I think Hades is awesome. I think Hades has a really good chance of winning this. Um, more than Neo 2, and I like Neo 2 better than Hades, but Hades um, is a really good game, really popular. Everyone except for Chevy loves it. Everybody. Except Everybody for except for Chevy loves it. Um, Doom Eternal is good. Um, I don't like it as much as the last Doom. And no one um, talks about it. <laughs> but nobody talks about it anymore and uh but it's completely fucking solid it's a really good uh shooter and uh, you know it it is they got some weird ones in this fucking category i think hades neo 2 and streets of rage are at home here perfectly um mm-hmm. i think they yeah. could even put ghost of tsushima in here but it's action adventure i guess it's also um, in a lot of categories already yeah um so it's where they got half-life alex and doom eternal but you know i personally will most likely vote uh fuck I don't know. It's a toss-up between Hades or Neo 2 for the, for me. I think those both encapsulate this category the best. I think they're both great games. I have an affinity for Neo, so it's, it's that's where I lean. But Hades is really good. It's really fucking good. And for the people who make it, um, it's their best game by miles. Um, like, I'm almost proud of them for making it. Um, Fuck it, I am. Uh, so either one of those could win. I just feel like Hades has the chance to win. I don't think Neo Two does. As much as I'd love it to win, I don't think it has. I don't think it's. I don't think it will. I think either Doom Eternal or Hades will win. Um, I would prefer Hades to win. Yeah, um, I agree that Hades is is more than likely going to win. There's just <laughs> so it's literally people talk about it nonstop. I mean that old saying: if Cody loves it. It's going to win Game Awards. <laughs> if everyone but Chevy loves it. Yeah. Um, Those old sayings. Yeah, I think. Ancient old sayings. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if Half-Life Alex was in the right category, I would honestly think um, it's a good pick. But uh, I don't think enough people have the Access. opportunity to play it. So yeah. I don't think it can win. It's um, not going to win. Yeah. And then Neo 2 is what I voted for because out of these five... I have played Neo one at least, so yeah, <laughs> and found some enjoyment out of it. I'm sure Neo two is equally as enjoyable, if not more. It's um, dope. If I could pick one, I would go back in time and pick God of War. <laughs> God of War would be a good pick. If God of War was on here, made up rules now. Is that what's happening? No, but we did say at the beginning that you know, if we had to take stuff out and bring stuff in, type of thing. Sure. And obviously, it doesn't count. It came out yeah. a while ago, so. Um, if I could put a game in here, it'd be Hunt Showdown. Um, <laughs> for action game, yeah, it's for a shooter. Every, every category, <laughs> every category, Hunt Showdown, um, and Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. Did anything else you want to say, Chris? Is there anything you want to add to that? No, no. Yeah. So yeah, Hades, Neo Two, Half Life. Even if they put in like a first person shooter section. <laughs> I would humor it because it's fu- it's fucking good. It's really good. I just can't, I could not vote for it for best action game. Maybe they're thinking like, well, it's it's VR and you pick things up, so that's action. Like, no, no, it's it's a fucking shooter, dude. Look, there's no nothing more actiony than putting dead uh, head crabs in waste bins. I did that so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. That was a tough one for Hades and fucking Neo Two for me. That's really tough, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, innovation in accessibility. 
recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience, which is an interesting uh, category, I think. It's pretty neat. It is neat. Um, I don't think any of us can really speak on it in a personal level. Correct. But uh, I, I think we can all appreciate it. Um, ooh, one's an easy winner for me, though. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, which I don't know what it is, what that is, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. Now, I kind of alluded already that there's an easy pick here um, because when I saw what they did with it, it, uh, it not only was really cool, to see how much work they put into it, but actually seeing the feedback on Twitter and on the internet of people who appreciate this game, and that's The Last of Us Part Two. They put a shitload of work. There's even a menu when you hit, uh, you know, pause in the game to go through all these accessibility options, and none of them are on by default. But you can like fucking. There's all sorts of different modes for different types of colorblindness. Um, there's uh, ways to simplify like the geometry and like visuals for different types of like sight and sound and all sorts. Like there's a crazy amount of options. Um, to the point where the whole game can look kind of gray, but some things are like red and blue, stuff like that. And like, obviously anybody who, you know, is not in need of stuff like that is not going to play the game like that. But for somebody who just could not play the game anyway, to have an, a, have ways to play the game, to experience in any way that they can actually play it, I think it's fucking amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, that we live in, in a time where people not only can do that, but want to do it. Um, I think it's encouraging. And I think it's awesome that Naughty Dog did such a good job on that. Um, so I would absolutely pick it. Um, I also hope it wins for that. I don't know what the other games are doing, so that's my own ignorance. If they've also done some really cool stuff with the accessibility that they say they have, um, I could really be happy with any of these winning, but just what I saw at the last is part two. They didn't do a little bit. They did a lot for this, and it's, I think, very cool. Um, and I think it's all these games, if they did it, but specifically that game, it's going to set a standard for other people to follow suit, for people to, to widen the net of uh, games that are accessible for more people. Microsoft has done an amazing job with making peripherals uh, for mm. people and of all different types of needs, um, which I think is fucking awesome to the point where I've wanted to buy some of those peripherals just to try them out because uh, I'm a dork like that when it comes to tech. But um so maybe that's what they're talking about with like grounded or whatever. I don't know, but uh, yes, uh, I'm set Assassin's Creed. Last was part two though. I, I think it did an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, I can't like you said already. Can't speak on it um, on a personal level. Um, I had also heard mostly on Twitter people praising Last of Us Part Two for um, including so many accessibility options. So I just kind of have to give it to that because it's the only thing I know about out of the five. Yep, I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Uh, the only one that I've heard was The Last of Us 2. And I've seen some of the accessibility options. It's amazing what they put into the game so that everybody of varying degrees could enjoy the game. It's just, it's great. And I hope that they add this kind of feature to all games in the future. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's extra work, but I feel like it's worth it specifically because the amount of extra more people who are going to be able to play the game, I think, is um, mm-hmm. beneficial in every single way you could think. So. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-mm. Really, any of these, I could be happy with winning, but yeah, like we've all kind of expressed, Last of Us Part Two was kind of talked about for a while because of that. I think so, this category yeah. two, you can't really go like, well, this one should win over the other. They all, if they're in this category, they're in there for a reason, right? And they're all taking a step to do something to make 
gaming more accessible. So yeah, well, the category yeah. itself, but the reason I really kind of pushed the last of us a little further ahead is just the amount of work. They put sure, into sure, sure. It. But when you say any of them could win, yeah, yeah. that's exactly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no loser here. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Best V. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> I was about to say, I, what the fuck? I, I said. <laughs> Best it's, VR AR game uh, for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. We have Dreams, Half Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Um, I've played all of these except for Iron Man. I didn't hear much about it. Um, did not play Squadrons in VR. Um, refunded that fucking game um i own walking dead saints and sinners i've heard nothing but a fucking great things about it. i haven't played it um half-life alex i've already talked about and dreams i forgot had vr support um and is an awesome game this one for me though i want half-life alex to win i think it deserves the win i think it is when we're talking about vr games the future of vr where vr games should be at it is a full-on game. It is um, uh, full of the same cinematic qualities you would get out of a uh, AAA title. The visuals are incredible. The gameplay is tight. Uh, the experience in VR is really only matched or something similar to by a couple games, and that's about it. It's it's uh, it's genre-defying um, when it comes to what it's achieved and. Um, it's also fucking dope that Valve made a game because <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> That's sad. Um, that has to be said, man. It, but, it, but it's true. I know. It's not a fucking card game or some weird shit. It's a straight up Half-Life game. It's Half-Life. It's Valve. afraid to make. And they showed that they're fucking more than capable of doing this. Uh, the talent's still there. And uh, Half-Life Alex is fucking awesome. So it's it's easy. But it sucks to say that because Dreams is great. 100%. Dreams is one of the coolest things uh, to exist on consoles, period. Yeah. Like, well, if you have the game any... was made with Dreams. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I, so here's the thing, right? If you have any creative, like, uh, outlets at all, you should own this game. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it it'll give you a way to express that uh, in a different sense. So, uh, if Half Life Alex is denied a win by Dreams, I won't be upset. Agreed. But I have to to say Half Life Alex. I'd be blown away if it doesn't win. Literally, every time I see something online where people are talking about like games, they're like, "Where's Half Life Alex on this list? Where's Half Life Alex?" On this? Like, the people who play this game are like trying to preach about it, and no one's listening. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. And I watched a little bit of what you played. It looked absolutely awesome. Um, <clears throat> I always get really weird, like if I personally were to play a game like this in VR or, or any game, because you don't have the same kind of like scope, right? Like because you're actually in it, so everything becomes um, a little terrifying, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Regard, like even if it's not meant to be horror. Because you can turn around, something's just in your face all of a sudden. So. Well, yeah, in VR, yeah. it's it's completely different experience. The only thing I think can really edge it out is that Dreams and Squadrons both exist, um, irregardless of VR. Yeah. So the accessibility factor, more people have played it, 
more people uh, might you know recognize this is gonna sound stupid when it comes to half-life but like branding specifically star wars somebody who has not played any of these games might vote for star wars just because it's Star Wars. What the hell are you voting on a best VR AR experience just because of Star Wars, though? That's bad voting. Because they can. <laughs> some, yeah, they can. They're wrong. They, they're fucking they're done with that game. They're already working on their next game. They literally just pop that game out, and it's it's fine. I don't know anything about Walking Dead, but I, 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 I'd be... It has to be Half-Life. I don't understand how could any of these other guys compete, so... Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and regardless if it's Walking Dead or not, when you talk to people who are into VR, it's like one of the top three games. Which is great. Like I said, yeah. I that that's like my gray area here. I don't that's know why anything I bought about it. that one. Yeah. The other three I at least know something about. So Yeah, it's like Boneworks, Walking Dead, and Half Life Alex. Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. So So at least it's on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris. Uh, I've actually played only one of these games. Uh, I have played The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, um, and it is it is a experience to have. It's fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> it's an experience. I just I'm not very accustomed to VR, so I got really nauseous really quick in it. So mm. I can't play it for very long. I played very short bursts of it. Um, you should play Ace Combat in VR. <laughs> That will fucking melt your brain. Why don't you come over and try it this weekend? How about that? <laughs> brain melting. We got to film anyway, so. <laughs> oh, Not to offer up your stuff. Sign um, set up. But the, the one I, I, I would like to see you win would be Dreams, just for the creativity aspect of it. I'm just kind of that artsy-fartsy type of person. I really, really like the idea of it. Um, I just I would like to see something like that win just to promote more companies to invest in that kind of like gameplay design. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I uh, like I said that that would definitely be the one game on this list that I would not mind if it took away from Half Life just because Media Molecule is uh, is a great company, but um, that they embraced making that game was ballsy and that they went so crazy with it is insane. Um, it is an absolute creative suite of uh, of different mediums that you can make stuff with, regardless of what you want to make. You can do it in there. It's Really fucking amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you there. So, um, anything else? It's Half Life. It's Half Life. <laughs> I'm dreaming of Half Life. Um, all right. So, best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates, patches. We have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fallout Ultimate Knockout. I think there's a case to be made with that one, maybe. Uh, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. Valorant. <sighs> um, Showing your cards every time you say that name. Valorant. That's how I'm always going to say it. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, uh, or No Man's Sky. Um, Fortnite, honestly. Um, Apex Legends, I'm not really following a whole whole lot right now i'm sure they're doing great but i'm not hearing about as much uh i know some of you might be going like fortnite fortnite fucking gets supported and listens to the community i don't care if you like the game or not i'm not a fan of it um that that game the money that they make on that fucking game gets poured back into not just that but other projects um and when you listen to people talk about it the people work on fortnite they give a fuck about that game also doing stuff in that game no one else is doing man 
they they're changing the medium with yeah. a lot of the fucking events they've thrown in that game. It's insane. It is. That being said, this is just me saying if it wins, it deserves it. I don't want it to win. Agreed. Just because I think other people are more deserving. Um, but Fortnite, anytime I mention it, people are like, "What Fortnite?" I'm like, "I'm not. I don't like it. I don't like it. Get that out of your head right now." <laughs> I'm just saying. It goes straight to the meme. Epic. <laughs> Epic does a really good job supporting that fucking game. 100%. Uh, I think a case can be made for Destiny 2 because that game went from being what Destiny 2 was to what Destiny 2 is. And I think it is a very um, well done um, games as a service game that competes with the best of them. Um, and I don't think there's really a good case against Destiny 2 at all anymore. I think it's fucking a really good game. It's really fun to play. And they have really honed it into something that I could see myself returning to the same as I would do with any faux MMO or MMO. Um, but really, for me, it comes down to Fall Guys or No Man's Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky has been an uphill battle uh, for Hello Games. And I feel like they made up for all their mistakes in the past already. But they're still just trucking along, making that game into a great game. Huge content updates. Really huge content updates. You know, their transparency wasn't great years ago, fucking uh, whenever the hell a game came out. But um, now it is. Um, They've learned lessons. And I think that that in itself deserves something. So I could see voting for that. Um, And then with Fall Guys, um, I haven't seen anyone else interact with the community the same way those guys have on Twitter. Uh, most of the fucking hype of that game outside of getting it for free on PlayStation Plus was solely because of the hype team on Twitter. The yeah, people the running PR. The, the PR mm-hmm. sold that fucking game. Um, oh, yeah. And that alone beats everyone here. Nobody was putting that much fucking work into going, hey, you guys excited? Hey, you guys excited? Hey, let's talk every fucking day, every hour about and Fall Guys. throwing memes around. Yeah. Crazy. Let's have fun. It, Fall Guys in itself is like a little party on Twitter every fucking day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when it comes to community support, when we're talking about transparency, responsiveness, uh, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, it's getting updated. They're being transparent about that as well. But just like the community aspect of it, um, I think really deserves something. So what I'll vote for will either be Fall Guys or No Man's Sky, I think. It's not Valorant. But um, but I hope one of those two win. But I'd be happy with Destiny 2. I think it's it's earned it. Um, I just feel less passionate about Apex Legends, which I think I, I enjoy better than Fortnite. I just... You know who's gonna win this? Not Apex Legends, not Valorant, not not Fortnite. It could, and if it did, they deserve it. But I think they won it last year. But I would prefer Destiny Two, Fall Guys, or No Man's Sky. But more specifically, Fall Guys or No Man's Sky. Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you said, except for the Destiny Two thing. Um, I think. They are very similar to Blizzard, where sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not listening. Um, so I think they're very hit or miss. I, it is also a game, though, that I can revisit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the game itself's fine. They overall are net positive, but they do have times where they just kind of do this. Yeah. So, um, so if we're I, talking best community support, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't consider them compared to, especially compared to like Fall Guys and Fortnite. I think are shining examples of community support. Yeah. As much as I love No Man's Sky, uh, it's such a few and far between when stuff happens in that game. That's a fair point. So it's I, inconsistent. I honestly think it'll be fall 
and I voted for No Man's Sky because I just have a preference there. But uh, Fall Guys and Fortnite, I think, are the bigger ones here. Hmm. So. I honestly think No Man's Sky should get it just because it is a smaller company, but they are making big strides and they're very open about it now about what strides they're making to make their game better and, and what the community would like to see from it, to be honest. Yeah. Anything else? You fan of Valorant? Valorant. Valorant. The rest of these games I don't really give too much about. You won't even acknowledge that. What? Destiny 2 is a blast. Hey, Destiny 2 is good. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Says you. I'll say, that game's real easy to just play. Oh, yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's why I don't play it, because I could be putting that time into something else. But if I if I wanted to, I could definitely sit there and play that game. Yeah. So. All right, then we got best mobile game. For the best game playable on a mobile device, almost said service, um, we got Among Us. Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra. I don't even know what that is. I don't know either. Um, I'm not a mobile guy at all. I'm going to be very... Le- vote for me for best community support when it comes to transparency because I don't know what the fuck these games are. And I'm letting you know right now. There's no confusion here. But like, just so you know, I don't. Um, Pokemon Cafe Mix. I don't know what the fuck that is either. I love I love Pikachu, though. I'm, I'm looking at him. so many Pokemon games on phones. He's fucking adorable. Um, he, he chunky boy. This one, I, I, Genshin Impact should win it. I think it should win it. I'll vote for it. The reason I'm going to say that, even though I I prefer Among Us, I think it's great that it's free and it's fun and it's the, the fucking multiplayer game of 2020. Everybody loves it and it's great. You can play it on your phone. Genshin Impact showed up and fucking people were freaking out and it kind of changed up what you can do with a gacha game to the point where they're in my opinion, a little more respectable than they were before. Um, it feels somewhere between um, a lower budget, mid tier game and a triple A game. It's not quite triple A, but it fucking tries. And better scenery than Pokemon. I don't know, but I'll take your I've word for it. I've seen the comparison; it's I'll embarrassing. Take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But um, you know, outside of some of the the mobile shticks that I'm not a fan of. Um, it's a legit game that you can play on PC. Huge plus for me. Even though it's a mobile game, you can still play it over on mobile as well. So it's still the mobile game on PC. Um, but you can play it on your fucking phone. And even though I, I say it to people, I'm like, well, I'm not going to play on my phone. It plays like shit. I'm like, but you can. And that's fucking cool. So I, even though I'm not playing Genshin Impact, I think it's the fucking easy winner. I think it's the mobile game of 2020. I absolutely think it is. I don't think there's fucking any competition here. I uh, 100% agree with you. Um, and even like you said, um, even in the realm of gotcha games, which I am a fan of, yeah. um, I don't like this game doesn't like do the same thing that other gotchas do. Like when I play other gotcha games, like there's this like pull like to 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 play the gotcha. And this, it's more of like play I like gotcha. to do it, but like the characters are all viable. Like you could just play as a character and you don't, you're not like really missing out on anything. So, um, you're not punished, which is really kind of nice. There's been a couple other gotcha games I've played where I get that same feeling where I just don't feel punished. Um, there has been one in the past where it started to kind of get that way, but you said you're playing it and they've kind of fallen back into like making it not feel so punishing anymore. Um, 
Anyways, I'm on a rant there. Genshin Impact. Um, Quality-ass game. And you can play it on PC and PS4, which I think is a huge plus for it. Um, PS4, though, is independent of the mobile version. It exists in its own ecosystem, yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think the only reason you could even just not like this game is if you're just, like, totally against, like, anime characters. So... I know one person like that. Me too. But they're closeted. They actually love anime. They're a liar. Big weed. Filthy liar. Yep. Uh, I'm the same as you guys. I think I think Kitchen Impact is the clear winner here. It's just outstanding for a mobile game. Uh, for the record, Legends of Runeterra is the trading card game made by Riot. Oh, mm. people make Valorant. Yeah. Or League of Legends. Yeah. In fact, it's specifically themed for League of Legends. Big meh. So is Valorant. Yeah, they're all in the same world. Could have sworn Valorant was. Maybe like, I'm thinking. No, 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 no. no. I'm, huh? These are actually like League of Legends characters. Yeah, right? yeah I That's forgot. True. No, I'm confused because there was an article I read for Tasty Tuesday a while back saying that all games that they're going to be making were going to be mm. associated with League of Legends. I sorry, sorry, sorry. And so ah. my brain, I was like, Valorant. I'm like, wait, I played that game for like an hour and I hated it. Fucking, I, I doubt it's. It didn't look like League of Legends. So yeah, I did think. I thought they did say they had like two or three games. In the universe. Well, they they have like they want to make like all sorts of different genre games that yeah. have to do with League of Legends, which I think is a neat idea. Even though I'm not a League guy. Rhythm game. Rhythm game. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, they got songs for that game. Huh? They have specific songs for characters for League of Legends, so oh, they could do it. I say, I'm a big fan of rhythm games. Big fan. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Genshin Impact. Kind of curious what Pokemon Cafe is. Check it out. Same. I'm gonna. Mobile. All right, moving on. We got Best Indie for Outstanding Ooh. Creative and Technical Achievement in a Game Made Outside the Traditional Publisher System. Uh, we got Carrion, uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. This one's kind of rough because these are all uh, pretty big hitters. It's pretty some, rough one. Some sure. bigger than others. Um, I could really go with any of these winning, um, and I'd be happy. Uh, personally, I will vote for. Fuck, I'd like to see Fall Guys win something this year. I'd love, I'd love for them to win something, but I will be voting for Hades. Um, out of these five games, it's the one I enjoy far the most. Um, so I'd like to see Hades win. I think Hades should win at least one award as well. I think it has a better chance as well, even though Fall Guys had that had that spike in popularity. Um, but yeah, I'll be voting for Hades. I want for Hades to win. But any of these, I think, should because they're all um, really good indie games. There's a lot of really good indie games this year. Yeah, it's been just been a really good year in general in, game, in dude, gaming. Yeah. The game of the year when we get there, fucking there's so many fucking heavy hitters this year. It's stupid. Well, even in, like you said, the indie scene, there's just been so many like good ones. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Great year for gaming. So, I actually don't like the game I voted for, but I really appreciate it, and that is Spiritfarer. I actually think that game is really cool. I just don't think it's fun to play personally. Interesting. Um, but I really like the idea of like, you know, transporting the dead, but like making it into this like wholesome experience at the same time and building the the, the houses on the on the boat and stuff like that 
Um, it's, it's a really neat idea. I just personally like, like fun factor wise for myself, I wasn't into it. Um, but I do think it is a very neat and super unique experience. So one thing I like about it is all these kind of follow some pretty rudimentary things. Got the platformer, you got the, uh, the fucking roguelike, you got the battle Royale, which I think is a very inventive uh, version of that. And you kind of got like the Metroidvania mm-hmm. and carrion, um, Spearfarer, I think really, uh, carries the spirit of indie more than any of these games. It, I, it I agree. feels like an indie game, but it feels like a high quality indie game, but it still has that kind of that indie jank to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has also inventive ideas that, yeah. that you're only getting out of indie games. Uh, whereas the rest of them all kind of follow, formulas that are tried and true mm. so i can kind of uh see where you're coming from with that i i don't got that fucking hades love for it so i can go fuck <laughs> i don't itself. have that hades love so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true you know what other game on this list that has wholesomeness and the undead in it hades this is true this is true there's a lot of it. Once you get going in like the, the underlying story of the game, there's a lot of wholesomeness in it. It's very like endearing and heartwarming to the game. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to it. I'm pretty sure I'm close to beating it. I need to play. I need to beat it. Oh, you think so? Do you now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I feel like it. I feel oh, like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's like all mixed out one time. I forgot what game I was playing. I was like almost at the end. He's like, well, you think you are. He's like, that's what you think. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I am. And I was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think he was confused. I think he was like, I was, I think he thought I was like way earlier in the game or something. I was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I looked up a thing that says chapter fucking nine is like one of the last chapters. It's like, oh, you think that? I'm like, all right, we're done here. Valorant. <laughs> So you're picking Hades? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of want to pick Carrion just because I think it's really technically like what it does with like the biomass of the creature that you're running around with and how it can grow and, and spread and things like that. But uh, Hades is just a clear winner. For me. Where's that shark game at? I watched one person play it. It kind of looked awful. Yeah, oh, I think it's made by Tripwire, which fucking yeah. sucks. Because uh, Killing Floor is sick. All right. Anything else you guys want to say? Uh, don't lynch me, Hades fans. <laughs> yeah, no no lynching. As a Hades fan, I'm telling you guys to back off. Uh, all right, so best ongoing. Awarded to the game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves uh, the player experience over time. So some of the stuff I was saying already about Fortnite, I'm seeing Fortnite's here, is going to go right back in. I'm not going to explain that again. You guys know where I'm coming from. But it's pretty similar. We got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Talking about best ongoing, not community aspects of it. Um, yeah, that's a hard one now. I, I feel, fuck, this is really hard. Um, not Apex Legends. They're supporting it, but not in a way that I feel like is like as noticeable. Destiny 2, I'm happy with how they're supporting it. I'll say, is Apex evolving? Yes. But we're not hearing about it. Okay. Uh, so it's obviously not making the splash that other games are. Destiny 2, I'm happy where it's at. The expansion that came out, I haven't heard of that great of things about. Um, mostly about the price point. But like I said, clarify, I'm happy where it's at. The ongoing is good, but is it the best? I don't think so. Um, 
Warzone is is still more positively viewed than the newest Call of Duty. Um, so uh, that says something. Um, I, I I've played the newest Call of Duty. I'd probably go bl- go back and play fucking Warzone. Um, Fortnite. Uh, like I said, they. I don't care if you like that game or not. It's supported like a motherfucker. If you're saying best ongoing, I think there's a really strong case to say Fortnite is the best ongoing game because when people are like, Fortnite's dead, Fortnite's dying. No, it's not. Not even fucking close. I, oh, okay. I hate that expression because it literally, it literally happens the moment someone's like, well, I don't like it anymore. It's dead. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I've yeah. seen people say it on games that are fucking huge and populated. Should I mean, we? Fortnite is a great example of that. But, like, um, uh, when the newest COD came out, and it sucks, I hate it. But, like, as soon as it came out, people were like, dead game. I'm like, it can't be. It's the same thing. Like People are still, even if it's the worst game ever, people are still being fooled into playing it right now. It's not dead. It's just like any time uh, an MMO would come out and everyone's like, oh, wow, it's dead, wow, it's dead. No. No, it is not. Dude, for the longest time during the uh, Xbox and um, uh, Xbox 360 era, every FPS that came out was like the Halo killer. I'm like, you're not killing fucking Halo. Halo killed itself. Halo killed Halo. Nobody fucking killed Halo. (laughs) Halo killed itself. The only thing that helped that was Call of Duty. Yeah. That's it. And those games could easily coexist because they're not the same. It's just Halo went, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And people are like, I don't know what I'm doing with my wallet. Then I'll go do something else. Um, yeah, here's, here's how I know that Fortnite is still doing so well. I just saw the tweet that they're putting Kratos in Fortnite. Yeah. I, I heard Kratos and Master Chief. And Kratos was so, confirmed. Like, if you're getting these cross-game promotions like that, that's obviously the game is doing well. Bro, they fucking, fucking concerts. Bro, fucking Baby Yoda. Is Marvel in that fucking game. There, you're fucking crying out loud. That that the Disney subsidiary in a fucking video game, like yeah. If you can get that, you're fucking doing well. If if Disney's looking at your free play game, going, we are gonna put our hottest commodity in that game, Baby Yoda. <laughs> fucking, you did something right. That Baby Yoda's not in No Man's Sky. Here's, Baby Yoda's not in Call of Duty Warzone. Ba- I would love if Baby Yoda's our, in Warzone. Our precious little green potato. Taken. Yeah, here's the green potato. This is our most prized possession, specifically in these hard times of 2020, where even we are, we're feeling the fucking hit. Here's Baby Yoda. That's the that that is you dropped your crown, fucking king. Here it is, Baby Yoda. That's that's best ongoing. So anyway, all that aside, I don't want Fortnite to win, but if it does, not surprised. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. Uh, I'll argue with people who say it doesn't, you know, it, it's not supported well because it obviously is. Um, I want No Man's Sky to win. I agree with everything he said, like verbatim. Absolutely. Okay, I'm glad I could do all the talking. Well, yeah, I mean, I was literally going to say I want No Man's Sky to win. Mm-hmm. I think Fortnite probably will could win. and will win. Yeah. And Destiny Two, I think the only thing that's holding it back is the content versus price point argument has come up in the last two expansions. But the direction's good. The direction's good. They just really got to... Their fans are starting to feel a little ripped off. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Battle Royales are doing fine, obviously. Fortnite's a Battle Royale. But, like, Warzone, Apex Legends, they're doing their thing. They got their communities. I think Warzone's doing a better job, probably. But um, And I prefer it, um, which sucks, because Apex Legends is also really good. But... um they're also just doing what battle royals do 
so it's uh not as exciting for me i guess so mm-hmm. all right uh i mean you guys pretty much agree with what i said unless you have something to add chris nope all right moving on to games for impact genshin impact winner of games for impact uh for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message i don't know any of these games Um, i'm on the middle no no i've heard of three of these um so we got if found dot 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 kentucky route zero tv edition i've heard that's good spirit fair uh, tell me why, which I think is made by the same people who make, uh, yep, don't nod those motherfuckers, uh, make, uh, Life is Strange and Vampire Game, literally Vampire, uh, and then Through the Darkest of Times, which, uh, the, the art style is interesting looking. Um, I, I don't have a lot to say on this. I don't like Don't Nod. That game could be great. If it is, let me know in the comments. Kentucky Route Zero, I've heard really good things about, but I'm going to go with Spirit Fair because it's the only one I really have any experience with and I've heard, I've heard... It's uh, has like a meaningful, impactful thing going on in it. So that's my pick. I hope it wins. Uh, Honestly, though, any of these except for Don't Nod should win. Yeah. I mean, the only one I have any any information on at all is going to be Spirit Fair. So it's the only thing I can even like. So that's the one I want to win because I don't know anything about them. But, yeah, I mean, good luck to all five of you. So. I have no idea about any of these games, so yes. All right. <laughs> I was going to ask a question, but yeah, there's not really much to go off of that. So, uh, yeah. all right. Moving forward. Ooh, this one's gonna be. This one's gonna be good. Okay. Uh, best oh, performance man. awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. Um, <laughs> ooh. Okay. This one's actually kind of easy for me uh we got ashley johnson who played ellie in the last of us part two we got laura bailey playing as abby in the last of us part two um daisuke suji uh as jin sakai um in ghost of tsushima uh logan cunningham as hades in hades and uh naji jeter jeter uh as miles morales in marvel's spider-man miles morales um for me, this is easy just because, well, kind of. Um, actually, it's not easy at all. It's easy to disqualify one, and not necessarily because of the performance. It's fine, but Miles Morales, um, I can't listen to the guy talk. Uh, his performance is fine, but it's nothing amazing. But his performance, um, maybe, I guess, playing a younger, maybe I'm so old. Maybe I'm, like, fucking, you know, mentally 70 years old. So when I hear, like, fucking young people talk, I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn whippersnappers. I don't know. Something about him in that game kind of drives me nuts. Um, the dude who plays Hades, I think everybody in Hades does a great job. The game is very well voice acted. Um, the only reason for me personally that I don't care if it wins, if any of these win, great, awesome. But because it is from that perspective, you're not getting the full range of acting that you're getting in these other first three Agreed. that I'm going to get into. Um, uh Ghost Tsushima, that performance of Jin Sakai, um, 
It's really good. I've heard so much criticism about that, and we could get into a deeper conversation on that. But this dude goes from being an honorable samurai who aren't the most charming motherfuckers in the world. They live by a code of honor. So he's not going to be like, he's not Nathan Drake. He's not like, hey, guys, fucking let's go blow up some shit. Uh, and people are like, well, he's kind of dry. He's supposed to be. He's like a one-note dude. He's like, supposed yeah. to be. But then when you have the elements where he expresses emotion, they're impactful because they're not often. And I love that shit. But, but, we're talking Naughty Dog here. We're talking fucking Ashley Johnson playing as Ellie and Laura Bailey playing as Abby. These performances, miles ahead of everything else on here. Easily. Uh, regardless of what you think of The Last of Us Part Two, those performances, specifically in this game, specifically with what they do in this game, is acting... Doesn't matter the genre. Doesn't matter about movies. Doesn't matter about games. As an act, like uh, as a performance and acting, fucking amazing. Um, it's it's hard for me to pick one of these two. They're both very good. I kind of got to go with Ashley Johnson as Ellie though. Um, and I can't even talk about it without really doing spoilers. But her evolution as a character from the beginning of that game to the end as a chronicle of the story arc. Uh, there's so much subtle nuance to that character changing that I have to commend any actor doing that. It's it's better than the first game um, in that performance. She really fucking nails it. That one absolutely is the best one on here. I picked that one. I hope that one wins. But really, any of these could win. I'd be happy. But that one's just fucking amazing. It's great. So Yeah. Um, the only game on here that I can really... I mean, I guess I can technically comment on Hades, but um, <laughs> I, pre- I prefer not to. Pretty much, uh, and not and not because I didn't care for the game, but for similar reasons, like you said, um, for it's an overall performance, right? And though I do think some people are very capable of just really giving you a performance with voice only, you are not getting physical acting as well. Mm-hmm. As for the other four on that list, you're getting both. So. Um, I loved Jin Sakai's character um, and every character in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, uh, however, and I've not played Last of Us 2, but I've seen enough clips to know that as good of a game as Ghost of Tsushima is, it is not the same caliber in, in the technical level that that, that uh, Naughty Dog makes. Um, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've not seen Laura Bailey's performance at all. I have seen... Ashley Johnson's. I've seen all of Last of Us One. I really enjoyed it, um, and the little bit I've seen in in trailers and stuff like that for Last of Us Two, I'd have a hard time not also picking Ashley. So, yeah, it's it's. I gotta fucking play that game for you because like <laughs> the regardless of the story, the performances are wait till January <laughs> are all fucking top notch shit. Like it, I was just fucking blown away. Even when I started playing that game, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this game. I was still just enamored by the performances, but by the end, seeing the fucking character arcs and where they are from the beginning to the end point, I left that game just like really just fucking hit by it. I was like, holy shit, dude. And it's those performances. They all nailed it. Um, and shout out to Laura Bailey. She has a fucking fantastic job as Abby too. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it later at this point now too. And I know this is not in regards to this specifically, but like the amount of um, conversation that was surrounding this game when it was coming out kind of soured the idea of seeing it. It's fatiguing even for me. And now that 
we're past that. People still talk about it on Twitter, but it's not like the fervor is not quite the same anymore. There's less of a war going on and now like little insurgents every once in a while popping out going like, fuck you. It just reminds me of like when you see people like randomly bitch about Star Wars on, on Twitter at this point. So, Oh, that's way worse. You can start a war again. You just, what? you literally, literally <laughs> take a little drop of fucking last Jedi or fucking Ryan Johnson's name. Yesterday there was a fucking war for Ryan Johnson and I was about to hop in and start swinging, but I was like, Nope. Nope, it's been it's been like three years. My, my point is though, like th- there's a little more looking at this point instead of it just being sure. there. It's settled quite a bit. Like yeah. like I said, literally, I was in uh, Neil Druckmann was doing this whole like, oh, we stand, you know, three different characters of yeah. The Last of Us, and I was going through the comics to check, like, oh god, here we go. And every once in a while, somebody should be like, you ruined Last of Us Part Two, and people are like, look, man, and they like try and talk him down and shit. I'm like. Okay, this isn't like the fucking bloodbath that it was that when it was. first came yeah, out because yeah. the leaks. Um, also, it was funny. Uh, fucking <laughs> this guy brought up. He was like, he's saying that uh, some about Joel uh, being like a great character, and fucking this guy was like, he's like, yo, Goku would fucking kick his ass or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, are you sure about that? And I posted a picture of like Joel, just like. He's on Jeff Goldblum's body, and it's just got sunglasses on. And uh, this guy's like, are you serious? You think fucking Joel could beat Goku? And I'm like, Joel will fucking shoot a dude. <laughs> Joel has shown that he will fucking murder anyone who gets in his way. Are you telling me fucking the Goku would get out of his way or would he get shot? And he's just like, you think he can hit this? And I'm like, he fucking, he shoots plenty. He's killed plenty of people. And fucking, I like superimposed uh, Goku Super Saiyan hair on Joel, <laughs> and I had a picture of Goku like on the ground, face first, and it just had Joel in the front. And then this guy's like, "See, this is evidence. That's from episode 600 of Dragon Ball Z when Joel beat fucking Goku." And this guy's like, "The guy who's like everyone's like dogpiling about Joel on him. He's like, you guys can't be fucking serious." And we're like, "Oh, we're serious." I was like, "We stand." <laughs> it's guy, what guy? Guy can't realize you guys are joking no he was he was all in i'm not joking dude joel fucking beat goku any day goku's a a fucking he he was superman now he's a god and he and it devolved into that goku's a a worse dad than joel 100 100 and the guy the guy kept going like what he's like no goku's a good dad and we're like dude he left he left gohan with piccolo he's never he's never been a dad and he's like he's never been there he's like he he Yeah, we're going off on a whole different thing here, but fucking, he's like, but he fucking saved the world. He died for Gohan to save the planet or whatever. And we're like, yeah, he picked fucking business over his son, okay? He went to work and died over fucking hanging out with this kid. Joel would have never done that. Joel would have fucking shot Vegeta and went right back home. I mean, think been of over. it this way. Think of it this way. Who does Gohan dress like? Does he dress Piccolo. like Goku? No, he dresses like fucking Piccolo. Piccolo's the better dad. 100%. Goku's the... Goku, bad dad. Joel, he's got his issues. He's better dad. I mean, Go, Goten didn't even know who he was. Is this See? <laughs> Goku's aloof, man. He's kind of like that. You're like, I gotta, I, do I have a good relationship with my dad? He's a good guy. Is he a dad-like, though? I don't know. He's more, he's more like your homie. He's like my friend. He's like a big, <laughs> spiky hair. Looks just like me, friend. That randomly flies around the universe, yeah, killing that people. That motherfucker tells me to vacuum. He can kiss my ass. Escaping whole planets, <laughs> fucking blowing up. Anyway, Sorry. best performance. Yeah, tangent. Fun. Chris, 
I can only speak for two of these games. Um, I haven't seen anything about The Last of Us Part Two. I haven't watched anything. I, I stayed out of like the Twitter war. I stayed out of like the the spoilers. I stayed out of all of that. I missed everything. So it's still like a mystery game to me. For all we'll I know, they go and Goku shows up in the game. For all I know. <laughs> that would have been just as controversial. Where's the mod community at? <laughs> Oh my god, hold on. One pause real quick. <laughs> Fucking when we were doing that Goku Joel shit, I was like making my own pictures, my own memes, just because my phone I can do that so quickly. So I was just throwing all these stupid pictures. This guy found a video of Goku. It shows Goku show up and then it shows Ellie and she's looking at him. And then Goku like gets like ready to fight her and she pulls her switchblade out and he's like, huh, and he like backs up and starts like going, huh, like getting warmed up. And it shows Ellie's face like slowly evolve into like really angry and fucking blood's going out of her face. And she like jumps at him and stabs him. He goes, ah, oh, and he like goes flying down and hits the ground. <laughs> and I was like, see? I was like, where the fuck do you find that video? It was perfect for the conversation. Because right before that, this guy's like, even Ellie would kick his ass, like Goku's ass. And the guy posts that video. I'm like, where'd he get that? Like, I can make a stupid picture, but that guy found a video? The internet is an amazing place. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That was, that was the best <laughs> fight I've had on Twitter, probably ever. It's probably no, the most fun. Nobody got angry. Yeah. Anyway, you're sorry, you were talking. <laughs> um, so the only two games I can really speak on are, are Hades, but watched a lot of and and Logan Cunningham as Hades has a really commanding presence and voice as Hades that it, it fits the character really well and I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it he does such a good job um but uh, Daisuke Tsuji as Jin Sakai playing Ghost of Tsushima the character I relate to so much because I romantic everybody like everybody else generally does I romanticize the idea of samurais and living by this code having this honor and you know they're very they are very dry because they have to follow this code as you play the game you see him evolve and have to break the code and and, and you're trying not to as you play the game or at least i am as i play the game trying not to break the code, trying to be samurai trying to be samurai but as the game goes on it gets harder and harder not to do that and you just kind of break down it's like this journey you take together and it just relates so well and he conveys that so easily through this character it just for me it's it's going to be daisuke uh suji as Jin Sakai. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good performance. I think people really were expecting something more charismatic. And there's a charisma, and it's cliche, it's in a lot of things, but there's a charisma to someone who's dry, who opens up over time. And that's what his character does. But also the conflict in his character in deciding if he's going to reject tradition to do what he has to. You can see it in his face, which is a good performance. Yeah. <laughs> When he is presented with something that conflicts with his life, as he knows, yep. you see him pause. His eyes kind of like go to the side, and he kind of like squints for a moment, like uh, uh, uh. Well, that's one thing too. And I don't want to get too much into a Ghost of Tsushima talk, but the cinematic pacing and visuals and acting um, takes the time it needs to breathe in scenes, and that's something that a lot of games won't do. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of TV and movies won't do. Yeah. Um, but on that note, Last of Us Part Two. you want to talk fucking subtlety, the technology they're using for the facial mocapping not only allows that, but the actors nail it. Yeah. You see so much in their faces, it's fucking insane. I mean, you... yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole game. When they're talking, you can tell all their emotions just by the way they're looking yeah. at each other. It's fucking, it's immaculate. It's perfect. 
for now. It'll, it, you know, it'll, Night Owl will outdo themselves. Game. Yeah, exactly. It comes out 10 years now because it'll be so bug riddled because they're trying to do too much. Yep. Anything else? No. I think these are all really good picks, though. I just, yep. my personal yep. annoyance with Miles Morales is the only reason I had an issue with that. The performance isn't bad. Um, ooh, this is always one of my favorite uh, categories. We got best audio design, recognizing the best in game audio and sound design. With that, we got Doom Eternal, Half Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. I gotta take a second to think about this, so somebody else can go first. I will go first. Okay, I've only played one of these games, <laughs> and so out of experience, I can only talk about Ghost of Tsushima. However, I would imagine that Half Life Alex probably has really good audio since you're living in a 3D world when you play it. It's okay. It's only okay. Yeah. Oh no, I would have said that was a shoe in at that point. I haven't played a VR game that has like amazing audio. That's too bad. That's like the perfect opportunity for good audio. I don't audio. play a lot of games that have amazing audio, though. So when I, the, the game does have amazing audio, it's it's an event for me. Uh, I guess I have to give it to Ghost of Tsushima at that point then, just because like uh, outside of like music um, and just like you know the typical stuff you would expect, it does a really good job. The game has very minimalistic design in the way of like it, it directs you, and a lot of that is in audio. Um, so though I get a little sick of the bird after a little while. <laughs> yeah. But it's really good about um, having all these audio stuff. Like, I don't think it's necessarily amazing, but like I said, I can't speak on the other games, so I kind of have to pick it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen Doom Eternal played, and it's either Chainsaws or Metal. <laughs> that's that's the two like variants of, of audio. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes you get Chainsaws with Metal. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, excellent! <laughs> um, Terror, Resident baby. Evil Three. I don't remember it being amazing in audio. Uh, I've watched a lot of it, and it, it it does well, but it's not something that was like groundbreaking. Um, the other one I could really speak on behalf of I've played a lot of is Ghost of Tsushima, and like Shavi said, there's a lot of audio cues in the game um, to indicate certain things happening, and just like just the wind in the background constantly, like having this presence, just like subtly playing. Like I don't really experience it in the same way as they do a lot of other games just it feels natural in the way it interacts with the trees and something like that the audio cues from all that just it, four of the games on this list it's the one that i've played that i like to speak behalf of so it's good for me it's ghost of Tsushima. yeah i scrolled up real quick to see if we're if they're going to cover score separately and they do so i'll keep that out so we're talking it says audio design just making sure uh so we're talking strictly in-game audio and sound design um when I said Half Life, Alex is okay. I mean that in the sense that it's it's standard. It's not bad. It's not even like oh, that's too bad. It's just like the 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 sound is cool. Specifically, like all the sounds of of being in that world, really fucking cool. But like, you know, when it comes to like things that I would pick up, go oh shit, that was really cool, or like surround sound or whatever. It's about the same as everything else. Doom Eternal, I really don't. I don't know why it's on this list. I think Hunt Showdown, if it was on this list because it came out in February on console, would fucking wipe the floor with everything here. Nothing would fucking even be able to compete. But it wouldn't get voted for because not as much people played it. So anyway, a game in this year came out with great audio design. And a lot of these I'm just kind of looking at like, what the fuck are we doing here? So um, Half-Life Alex, fine. Doom Eternal's fine. Resident Evil 3, 
is fine. I, I don't even know why it's on here. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is the only one that's doing something interesting, in my opinion. Um, and not just even talking about the music, but like the game, like you said, is minimalist in a very creative way through visuals and through sound. And so the sound is thought about a little more than a game that just needs some music and needs some fucking gun sound effects and, you know, vocal, you know, down when people talk. Um, Last of Us Part 2 also has good audio design. It has really good audio design. Um, I think it, it has better audio design than the three games that don't have interesting audio design like Ghost of Tsushima. So really any of these games I could see winning, I would vote Ghost of Tsushima because it's the only one that's really doing anything with audio that's worth noting outside of the great standard that the rest of the games are already doing. I mean, I, I sound disappointed, but like these picks are really weird to me because none of these games are known for their audio design. Um, maybe there wasn't picks to be had this year outside of the one you just said. Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown. Fucking, uh, oof, so, like, that's, it's not even in the same ballpark. Ghost of Shima, though, for sure, just because it is the only game here that's really working with audio in a way that's uh, worth noting, in my opinion. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Audio design's great in all the games, though, but just nothing, nothing, you know, fucking amazing. Uh, best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack, meaning any any song that exists in in you know the world. Um, nominees are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, or in the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. I gotta think about this. I don't. <laughs> Actually, I don't either. I see Square Enix and music put together, and I just automatically... I mean, that that's a win for me. Um, even if it isn't technically like a better score to fit the game, it's usually something I could download on my phone and listen to over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII for me, 100%. Chris? I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, there's some really cool tracks in Hades, uh, particularly there's there's a uh, dryad in it who is a musician and there's a there's a harp player as well then they, they, they do duets together eventually stuff like that um and they make really really the the, the, the vocals for it are really really well done but the final fantasy 7 remake has such good remastered soundtracks it's just so good they're not remastered they're really fucking remade they're new, they're yeah. Yeah. Up. yeah they're yeah. just just fucking amazing it's mind-blowing yeah. how well they are Okay, I said it was going to be hard. It's not at all. And it's because I had to think for fucking a millisecond. And I just went. Um, Doom Eternal's score is fine. It's 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 cool because it kind of celebrates Doom. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a modern take on uh, Doom and this new atmosphere they've created. It's a really good job. Uh, sadly, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I haven't played. The last game had a, a fantastic score. It's fucking really good. I can only assume this does as well. I don't know. I don't think there's a bad choice on this list. Neither do I. No, no, no. no. I, I'll be clear about that as well. They're, they're all good, but I do think some are way the fuck ahead of others. Um, but or the Will of Wisps, I can't speak on. I haven't, I haven't heard it. And if I haven't heard it, I'm not going to guess. I could just go, I'm sure it's great. Uh, Hades does have a good uh, score. Uh, it's got good music. Um, I think it's really fitting for the atmosphere, but nothing that really hit me too hard. Uh, Last of Us Part Two has a great score as well. Uh, it's very atmospheric. It's not music that I particularly am in love with. 
and none of the music ever hits me. It's the scenes that hit me. But yeah. the music just kind of, it's weird. You can have a scene that's pretty like okay and have an amazing score to it, an amazing song, and it can lift it up. The Last of Us doesn't make the music do that heavy lifting. It complements the scenes. The scenes are about what's happening visually, um, and the score uh, accents it, which is really interesting in itself. There's, there's a, it's they do more with what they do with less. Like I, yeah. I, I, I said that weird, but like you know they do less, and it, it really it's creative it's creative but Final Fantasy 7 remake is my is my pick easily because I still remember when I first when I was at E3 and I heard the fucking music hit for the first time and I, I have chills right now even thinking about it it fucking almost made me cry dude the trailer where the camera pans up over the city finally mm-hmm. and then it gets over Midgard and then it just yeah chills yeah, exactly um <laughs> Nothing, nothing here impacted me even remotely close to how Final Fantasy VII Remake's music hit me. So easily, easily my pick, what I want to win. I want to win over everybody else, and I hope it wins. And I think it has a good chance of winning. Although Last of Us 1 and Part 2 are always touted for their soundtracks or their scores. I, I like them. I don't, I don't even want to fucking downplay them, but I don't, I don't think they're as good as people fucking make it out to be. I think Neil Druckmann just really hypes up that dude. I forgot his name. And I think people just like Neil Druckmann so much. They're like, yeah, he knows. Yeah. Clay, you're going to say something, Chris? Oh, when when I first got my hands on, on Final Fantasy Seven Remake, I streamed it. I actually cried on stream when the game started the music. <laughs> I believe it. I, I it, That game's you know like holds a special place in fucking people our ages hearts for sure but like um and they did such a good job with this specifically with the music that like revisiting that in a bigger epic more epic way um super impactful so as a square's got this like magic handful of music creators man and it's just well they're amazing their garbage games have good music yeah i mean like <laughs> if there's one thing that they'll fucking do right it's music um, oh. it's always a treat to listen to their games so. yeah now even if I don't play their game I'll listen to music I'm like that's pretty good so um, they definitely got uh, priorities when it comes to that um, but yeah I agree with you guys 100% like I said when I first looked up I was like oh it's gonna be hard because I'm like these are all good soundtracks but I'm like wait no only one fucking hit me so um, <laughs> which matters uh, how many more do we got Ooh, a, we, a few we got a couple okay we're yeah. getting there though um, alright so best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation um, real quick I, I thought I heard Chris did you have anything else you were trying to say there on the music I thought you made a noise there for a moment no no, no, no. no? Oh. oh yeah no if you did let me know I don't want to <laughs> fucking just be like okay Chris that's enough almost <laughs> cried yeah whatever <laughs> I'd be fuck. I'd be such how, an asshole. How dare you have feelings? <laughs> oh yeah, feelings. I remember those when I was young and dumb. Um, All right, sorry. Okay, best art direction for outstanding creative and or. I'm no. I'm glad you said something because if I skipped them, it would fucking that'd be stupid. Um, for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. So we're talking about uh, art direction, creativity, design, animation. We got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, or in the Will of the Wisps. And last was part two. I actually think the middle three are are the real contenders in this category. They're the real ones. Um, what? But but uh, but animation. Yeah, I'm last thinking of part two. Sure, sure. But that's a and that's a crowning achievement. Yeah. But when I'm thinking art, 
mm-hmm. visually, Ghost Tsushima, Hades, and Ori all bring heavy uh, visual uh, style to the table. So. This one's really rough for me just because the three you're talking about um, are just in a separate art category, in my opinion, than where Final Fantasy and Last of Us are. Because Last of Us as art direction goes, as animation goes, is doing stuff that I, th- I would argue the other games aren't doing. Yeah. But it's also not exhibiting uh, visual artistic flair and creativity. Like the way, realism. The way, exactly. Yeah. So it is doing stuff in that art direction, but in a way that I, I almost feel is like should be appreciated and it is but in other categories i think it's it's doing better but like what ori and the will of wisps wisps does with its art direction that's its fucking flagship you look at it and you you just know what it is and you can just appreciate it uh hades is just oozing with fucking style um and and Mm -hmm. just visual flair ghost of tsushima is uh, insanely artistic in what they've done. And not only just in the vibrant colors and the fucking actual game design wrapped around its visual styling, um, but also in its um, nod to specific cinematography that exists. That, in my opinion, you know, they're not Akira Kurosawa, but they're trying to let everybody know that they're big fans. And I think oh, they yeah. do a really good job of that. Um, that is art direction. And then uh, also. The entire world, uh, the three islands or whatever that you go through, um, I never feel like it's been cookie cuttered. No, it's not ever. Yeah, it's it's very meticulously designed so. for how simplistic it looks. Well, you know, lower textures, but uh, high movement and foliage, and uh, you know, visual styling and colors and stuff like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. But then also, I don't want to fucking I don't want to sleep on fucking Final Fantasy VII remake because. The, the the visual design the art the actual art direction of uh um you know what people are wearing uh clouds motorcycle fucking um you know well the, just the fidelity in general too we're not even just the fidelity like the fucking design of when you're looking up at the fucking uh what the fuck is it called God. <laughs> the plate yeah um i still remember that when I first looked at it, because I'd only ever seen it from the perspective of the original Final Fantasy VII. Right, it's and really daunting. To be there in that like slum town, the looking around, looming over you. Exactly. There's this like haunting eeriness to it that that I'm feeling when I'm looking at that. That's the art design. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's high sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so I really feel like all five of these, for me, are fucking very strong contenders um and i and i actually 100 percent agree with that um my big problem though when i hear best art direction right mm-hmm. and we're, we're talking about you know the 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 whole description that they've given for this category is mm-hmm. and this is gonna sound kind of weird but just like last was part two i also feel like final fantasy 7 is going for as much as it's like very fantasy uh it is going for realistic tones and stuff like that too like it it has a, a realism too yeah it. i'm just i'm just trying to offer that realism and things that are not realistic none of those adds more to artistic direction more than the other sure sure and and i can i can agree with you like like if we sit here and like like technically break it down and stuff like that but mm-hmm. initial reaction to best art direction yeah. and just like how i feel about it yeah um it gets pushed aside compared to the three in the middle. Um, well, because it sounds like you're looking for more of um, 
when it comes to art direction, uh, more visually stylistic stuff, even though Final Fantasy VII is absolutely very stylistic. Well, and, and again, um, I do think this is another one of those examples where like there's not a bad choice in the in the category. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, that's what I'm sure, saying. Sure. Fucking, yeah. They're all um, very, very high tier art direction, better than most games. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. And as much mm-hmm. as I'm not a big Ori fan, uh, I would be completely lying if I said that game wasn't amazing in the in the art department. Oh, one hundred percent. It is beautiful. Um, Having said, I'm a sucker for the cinema aspect of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So on top of the visual style, it also really gives a shit. The same way The Last of Us gives a shit about trying to make it feel kind of like a movie at the same time. Um, and I think that just kind of edges it over for me. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking rough. Chris? It, this is really hard as well uh, for me. There's three contenders overall. It's, it's Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, and Hades. Um, Hades has a really unique and creative art style that has like really fun appeal to it um, for the serious nature of the Greek pantheon and, and what the story is involved. Final Fantasy VII is a amazing, creative, artistic endeavor that has been done so well. I mean, just just combat alone is just a sight to behold. Um, but what really is is driving me for this is is the awe factor of in the game have i this just stopped dead in my tracks playing and just like trying to take everything in trying to look at the scenery trying to take in the character design trying to take in where i am Final Fantasy 7 and ghost of tsushima both have done that for me however the impact that ghost of tsushima has had i have not taken so many screenshots before in a single game <laughs> let fair. alone <laughs> let alone put so much thought process into a simple mini game as writing haikus and feeling the emotional impact of the music, the scenery, and the words that are written behind all of that put together is just such a strong emotional drive, which is what for me art is a really big thing is is the emotional impact it has on on me personally. So for me, it's going to be Ghost of Tsushima, even though I think Final Fantasy VII technically has a better like fidelity, I guess, in the art style. That's not the big factor for it. it's it's the emotional impact that ghost of tsushima has had on me on the draw drop draw the jaw dropping scenery take stopping taking photo shoots like every fucking 20 feet and the impact of the haiku scenes alone have just really solidified it for me in this category yeah yeah i feel that um it's really it's it's so fucking hard for me because uh last is part two uh the art direction is uh is so well done that you're not thinking about it. It's weird. So like if you, if there's, when you go into um, uh, the beginning menu, you can look at all the character models up close and they are fucking insanely detailed. When you look at uh, anyone infected with cordyceps, the amount of detail in how their face cracked and their teeth are the blood, um, all that stuff, which is art design creates this realism that's just insane. It's fucking crazy to the point. It's, it's kind of, you know, gross, but like you can shoot somebody, you see where the bullet hole's at and the way the blood seeps out of that hole into whatever direction gravity would take it and it starts pooling on the ground creates this visceral uneasiness that I have not felt really from any game where you're shooting and killing people. You feel like you're killing people in The Last of Us Part Two. Um that's all art direction. The 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 design of uh, Seattle, 
uh, completely uh, engulfed in fucking moss and overgrown trees and grass is something I've never seen done so well. And things that I recognize, I would stop and look at shit. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. You know, cause I'm familiar with Seattle obviously. And, uh, seeing that was just incredible. It, it's, it's, it's insanely detail rich in what they're doing with the art direction there. It's, it's fucking crazy. But again, it's so well done they're not really looking at it and going like art direction. I have to break it down to go art direction. Yeah. You're just going, this game looks fucking good. Yeah. This realism's insane. But they fuck it. That's all handcrafted, uh, designed, drawn out, made. It's crazy. For sure. I don't really need to explain too much on Ori. Fucking Ori is is very uh, animated looking, very vibrant. Its identity is its art direction. It's it's a beautiful looking game. The Hades. Lighting. 100 percent and it and it goes with the music and stuff like that it's a whole experience the art direction is top notch just like in the last us in a different way i just kind of go 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 through this because like they all are so good that like but in different ways hades is a very stylized animated looking game um it's really good looking i love it but i honestly think it's the weaker of the five um and that is it's it's very good it's very good it's just what it's going against it's not as good, um, and it's a smaller team. So is Ori, but you know, Ori, you can't make an argument against it, I don't think. Just like when Cuphead came out, I don't think you can make an argue, argument against art direction not being good in that game. Yeah, that game's wild. It's it's <laughs> insane. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, art direction is the core of the game. Um, the gameplay is there, the systems are there, but that game, I would literally still remember uh, riding through the trees, seeing uh, flowers out past the tree line, flowing in the wind, and when it came out, I stopped to cough my horse and just looked at it. Somebody designed that so well that I had to stop what I was doing. The, the reason you play video games to complete your objectives. I stopped that. I was like, fuck that. You stopped. And I just like looked at it. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's 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 really. And and if you think about it on a technical level, there the, the textures are really not that great in that game. On character models, they're great, but like to manage what they did with the foliage movement and how lush foliage is, and the load times, and the load times stuff like that, <laughs> you can't really do a whole lot when it comes to detail and textures. But it doesn't matter because the visuals they're able to create with those limitations, um, that sacrifice gives you something that you're not seeing in a game like it um and yeah the whole game is just a feast for your eyes from beginning to end it's 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 very impressive and that game was built from the ground up with that in mind they created a wind engine for that that you can manipulate in that photo editor that i had to stop touching <laughs> because i would spend an hour a piece on every photo i took um uh, and then yeah final fantasy 7 remake uh it, it's art direction and something that's really worth noting is just uh, seeing seemingly uh, JRPG slash anime-esque style done in a realistic way that's believable is fucking insane. It, they did such a good job on the art design in that game to make me look at Barrett and go like, that dude's living and breathing. That makes sense. And Midgard's very realized. And it's it's fucking yeah. incredible looking. And the world is so cool to look at. All the old-timey looking cars in this fucking like dystopian fucking futuristic uh, backdrop. It's 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 incredible. So the whole reason I'm going very detailed is because like 
like Chris, I'm super into the artsy stuff. And so like, I really can break this shit down and really appreciate for what it is. Um, the only reason the one I want to pick for best art direction is, is because it made me stop more often than the other ones. And that's Ghost of Tsushima. Um, which feels dirty for me to say, because there's some really fucking good ones in here. Like I said, I can't, I can't really emphasize enough. Last of Us Part Two, that art design, that direction is fucking insane. But at the same time, when I'm playing, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking more about the narrative. I'm thinking more about the performances. I'm thinking more about the atmosphere, which is art direction. Um, and the, you know, disturbing gameplay. Uh, but when I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, I'm thinking of the art direction first and the gameplay second. Um, and the gameplay is great. I'm not even downplaying it, but the art direction is so heavy in that game. The game is built around it. and uh, They intentionally show it off all the time. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's doing some really crazy stuff on a AAA budget, and I think they nailed it. And and uh, and and I already kind of alluded to it before, but the cinematography in it isn't the best cinematography I've ever seen. But what they're trying to pay homage to is blatant, and uh, as a fan of that cinematography, um, I I love it. I love what they did with it. So the art direction's really good. In all these games, but Ghost of Tsushima is the one I'm, I'm going to vote for most likely, and the one I hope that wins. But honestly, any of these games win, I'm not. There's, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way you could be mad about anyone. This here. is, this nope. is like the most even of all of all the categories that I can just go fucking anyway on this. They're all great. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that long rant. Anything <laughs> else you guys want to say? Um, no. I. That's just that. It, it's, it's hard when you get, um into categories like this because oh if there's other games on there it would have been easy as fuck <laughs> this is just fucked up with the five they have on well it. I, I almost feel like they almost need to break that down even more to like which game does this aspect of art better can you imagine if cyberpunk was on these no i don't know <laughs> no I can't. would you argue that the art direction cyberpunk's not as good like it's amazing yeah, that'd be that'd be hard. It's already hard. That would, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be fucking worse. So, I feel like Cyberpunk would win a lot of these things, though. So, just for the hype, I feel bad next year. Yeah, they better bring out some bangers. No, no one is unscathed by Cyberpunk. That game's just been slowly cruising through the year on its fucking release dates, scaring the shit and out everybody's of everybody. Like, Run around going, oh god, where's it gonna land? Where's it gonna land? We gotta, we gotta vacate out of 2020. December's fucking compromised. Gotta go to 2021. Are we safe there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just go, 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 go into January. And they're not even in the clear yet because eventually there's a multiplayer yep. thing coming out, which is supposed to be its and own everyone's thing. Everyone's gonna have to run away from that too because I guarantee they're gonna spend a stupid amount of time on that. Yeah, that they're gonna make it into, into its own thing tells me they're gonna go big with it. Yeah, they, they're not calling it DLC. They said it's yeah, it's game. a standalone. Yeah. It's its own game, so it's fucking... It's, uh, Which I'm here for. Very, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they already built the city. They just got to make Dude, multiplayer I, worth I wanna playing. I want to run around and do the Street Sam thing with my buddies, man. I, It'd be sick. 
I, I feel like they're going to do what Rockstar's done with their games when it comes to online and just make like an online world to play with people. Yeah, they already confirmed that they, they, they I feel like they're taking huge nods from them anyways because they've confirmed like there's technically going to be like microtransactions, stuff like that too. But mm-hmm. they said they'll talk about it more in detail later. So They're also smart about that because they originally said that there would be no microtransactions or whatever. And then they start talking about the multiplayer and they start talking about that they would be doing microtransactions. People are like, but you said, and they're like, okay, fine, fuck it. It's not even the same game. Now we didn't say it. Yeah. I'm like, that's smart. It's fucking, we didn't lie. We didn't lie twice. Um, All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Uh, We have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, uh, which I've heard very good things about. I have not seen it, but I've heard very good things about it. Um, And also, this is kind of a big deal because this kind of game is typically not a nominee for... um, the game awards I th- so i think it just went on sale today as recording too probably just, i i see i see pick it up um best narrative oh okay uh final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades and the last of us part two um i could i guess read the names of the writers but i, th- I think most people aren't going to care about that um but yeah so this is screen. for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game um this is another hard one, but I'm going to go when it comes to narrative development and storytelling. Um, I'm going to go with Last of Us Part Two. Um, I can make very good arguments for all these games, except for 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Um, but, uh, but, the, but the storytelling, regardless if you like the story or not, the storytelling, the writing of it, and the narrative development is very good not just for video games but in general um but i could easily make a case for ghost of tsushima i could easily i don't think i could make the same case for final fantasy 7 remake uh i love the story but as the storytelling and narrative de- development i don't think it's done as well um just like i don't think ghost of tsushima's is done as well as last of Us part two either i don't think hades is in the same ballpark um although storytelling is creative in, in the way that they do that and i haven't played 13 Sentinel Sentinel. So yeah, uh, last is part two. I yeah. want I want to win. I would vote for it. I hope people pick it. So I feel I, I, I agree in the regards of Last of Us too. Like I feel like it it is pretty much like the big obvious choice here. Yeah. Um and so I'm gonna just put that out there that I think that, but I also I haven't played it. Yeah. I've only played three of these games, um, and I've only beaten one of them, which goes to Tsushima. And I agree with you on Final Fantasy Seven. It is a you know I love Final Fantasy Seven. I love the story. Love the story. All that stuff. Love it. Um, and I love <laughs> I love most Final Fantasy games. Generally speaking, though, storytelling is not the most fluid thing for them. Well, and you got to think about it in a sense of like if you're watching a movie or playing a video game, anyone can tell you a story. Someone can tell you a story better than someone else. Yeah. Anyone can read a story, read words off a page, but who's conveying that storytelling in a visual sense and Final Fantasy VII's visual telling is great Mm. but is it better than Ghost of Tsushima's is it better than Last of Us Part 2 yeah I don't think it is in storytelling is the story better I don't know I love Final Fantasy 7 I'm not but Mm. that's not the conversation it's not it's not what's the best story um and then yeah so I, I I mean pretty much I'm sure you guys have all cast this point I'm gonna go with Ghost of Tsushima and honestly it's not even for the main story of the game because the main story of the game um, though i still really like it mm-hmm. um and i do there is definitely 
definitely development in the main character throughout it. The side stories in that game, though, are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they make the world so much more. Um, and and I just I couldn't get enough of I I literally I haven't platinumed a game in years. I platinumed this game, and it was mostly because I could not stop doing things in it. So. I want to give a real quick shout out to Hades, though. The way the storytelling and the narrative development is in the sense of being a roguelike and unfolding the story as you play it more and more and more um, is very good. And that's something those guys do great anyway. Say, it's all like the their games. third game where it's, it's all about narrative. It, <laughs> the gameplay is not their bread and butter. It's yeah. the way they tell stories and mm-hmm. the way they tell narratives. So they do belong here. Um, but also what they've done for storytelling in roguelikes uh, has upped the bar so much that I don't expect anybody to meet them anytime soon. It's that sure. good. It's that good. So it absolutely deserves to be here. I've seen plenty of people say that, that that's their game of the year. So I not, it's not mine, but like for sure, like it's fucking great. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think on this. I'll be back in five minutes. I haven't. I haven't played The Last of Us Part Two, so I can't speak on that. I haven't even seen anything on it, so I can't. I can't speak on it. Uh, same thing with Thirteen Sentinels. I didn't even know it was a thing, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. Yeah, that's, uh, apparently. Um, Hades, like you said, has a really fun way of telling the story through a roguelike game. Um, is it super impactful? To me, not really. I mean, I know the Pantheon, I know the, the, the Greek mythos, so it's nothing new to me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, fun. The same thing I could say with about Final Fantasy VII. I know the story. I know things are going. I know what's happening. They add little tidbits here and there, but they're nothing. They're not going to deviate from it. And I'm not saying it's not an impactful story and it's not a fun or exciting story, but I know it. I know it through and through. So it's hard for me to really say it's outstanding because I know what to expect. Ghost of Tsushima, though, for me, is, is the winner because it's such a roller coaster. Um, and it, it's so hard for me not to throw myself into the characters and, and dive into the stories and do all the side missions and listen to everybody's outcome. And that It's just it's done so well for me personally that it has to be Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, yeah, I, it's it's really good. It's just you guys haven't played last week. That's so. the problem yeah. with yeah. this, right? Is because in the back of my head, I know that that game's storytelling is better. Yeah, it's it's. But I haven't experienced it, so I can't. Vote it on sucks it. too because I can't talk about it. Yeah. Like they, there's something they did in that game that I didn't think would be possible, and uh, and they did it, and they did it effortlessly. To the point where I had to think in retrospect, and went, "Holy fuck, they did that." Like and and that was that was masterful storytelling. Well, maybe when we get done with December, mm-hmm. maybe we can do weekend <laughs> little hangouts. Chris can come over, order pizza. You'll play Last of Us. Cool, sounds good to me. <laughs> On the PS Five. Um, but yeah, th- these these all definitely belong here. And from what I've heard about Thirteen Sentinels, um, it is just a narrative game. So uh, it's like a story based game where it's like, um, you know, you just. I think deciding dialogues like that. I haven't played it, but um, I like that kind of stuff. But what? Well, yeah, but that one's supposed to be like the one. Like that's supposed to be like the big deal. Like it's like really good. I guess so. So much so that kind of like um, when uh, Walking Dead 
God, that uh, was Telltale's such a surprise. Was like the winner. Yeah. We were like, what the fuck? I guess we should play it. Then we played it and we loved it. And it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's <laughs> a situation like that where that wouldn't be on your radar outside of the people that we hear from the channel, channel's yeah, community. Maybe I should try it. Yeah, we should definitely look into it. Um, anything else? No, these are getting hard. <laughs> yeah, no, these are getting really fun. We start out going like, I don't care. And now it's like, fuck, these all should be celebrated. Yeah. Um, all right, next one is best game direction. What they mean by that is awarded for outstanding or outstanding creative vision and innovation. Innovation in game direction and design. Fuck. Um, I I see a pattern here. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake. From here on out, I'm just going to say, anyone who wins, I'm happy for you. Because there's so much bangers yep. in 2020. So many fucking awesome games that it's like hard to go like, wow, that one shouldn't have won. And that almost never happens. There's normally like a Nintendo game. I'm like, that one's going to win for sure. But I'd like this one to win. But that one, like, normally that's what it's like. But this year, I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, So emphasizing one more time. Outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades. Half-Life Alex, Last was Part 2. My mind is numb trying to figure out what... Yeah, this one sucks really bad. Yeah. Um, game direction, design, design, and creative vision. Creative vision. Fuck. Okay. Um, anybody want to go first? Not especially. <laughs> no. No. Um, I'll try. Okay. Um Okay, so back when we didn't have a, a PlayStation 1 and uh, we got to try our first PlayStation 1 games, among those games was Final Fantasy VII. And uh, I fell in love with that game and years and years went by and, and Square got into this weird place and about the time they're in this weird place, everyone's going, oh, they should remake that. And I'm like, don't touch it, don't touch it, you'll ruin it. And then they got to a place where they could, and they did. And they did fully realize um, what I would call a very huge creative vision because they changed the way the game plays. You get a 3D scope of Midgard and its world and stuff. Um, My counter to that, um, and it's great. I love it. I love the game completely, and it's awesome. But when compared to the other ones, it is kind of a rudimentary third-person action RPG Mm -hmm. that borrows some systems that I think are better in this from 15. Um, we were talked about visuals. We already covered that as a category, but like game design, stuff like that, I would say it's pretty, it's great, but it's pretty straightforward. So sure. So um, the three parts they have there, mm-hmm. vision, innovation, game direction. Oh, I'm sorry. And design. Right. Mm-hmm. So talking right now, just creative vision. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do think being able to see the, the realization of, of the world and stuff is that, now, when we go to innovation, I don't think it really innovates that much. Um, so that's kind of a, a hit towards it. Um, game direction is, like you said, standard. It's fine. Um, and design, I love. Right? It's designed very well. So two of four. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, once again, creative vision, 100%. Innovation, it, in some ways, yes. But also the gameplay loop itself is pretty standard. I... I would push back on that only in the sense that the things that it borrows from like Ubisoft style games, there's no innovation there, but it's HUDless uh, game design that works very well is in a sense innovative specifically within that genre. Sure. And I did say some, it does yeah. in some ways, but in other ways it is just, I just think it innovates much more than 
Well, yeah, I, you didn't really say an innovation with Final Fantasy. That's just, just my yeah, whole point. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, I just, I'm just throwing my thoughts yeah, out yeah. there. Kind of um, help everybody with this game direction. Um, it's a weird place for me because, like, it is very good, um, especially in the regards of like um, the way it plays. But it is kind of expected because you just kind of go north and like. Yeah, but it's an yeah. open world game that you beat. That I did for sure. One of like mm. three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that has to say something to the it, direction. It, it does. It does. Um, but I think the the big shining one in, in this would be the design category in it. I'm yeah, oh, thinking yeah, the sure, game is 100 percent sure. designed yeah. to make the entire experience um, good and in that regard easy for me to play because it's designed in a way that I was able to just go right. Mm-hmm. Direction is mixed in there. Um, Hades, I I refunded, so it kind of gets kicked out for me. Though I will 100 percent say. It is a very creative game. It does 100% innovate on the rogue-like um, category. Um, and storytelling, for sure. And storytelling and design is very good. I just didn't like playing it. Half-Life Alex um, <laughs> shouldn't really exist, to be honest, because VR just doesn't get the attention that it should. And that game is a AAA VR game. So um, I think that says a lot about it. Um, but again, for me... I'm not going to be able to play that game, but I do 100% think um, it literally checks off everything there. But I was going to say it is it is 100%. Um, Valve shouldn't have made this. Like they, they don't make things anymore. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. It, I'm I'm constantly impressed by that, um, and it just sucks that like people can't get their hands on it without a huge investment beforehand. But speaking on the topics of it, not Valve essentially making yeah, yeah. it. It's very, it's vision is creative. Yes. When you play it, it's it's a realized world that you've played uh, in older games in a way that you've never seen it before. It innovates in the sense that VR is still innovating. It's mm-hmm. evolving. And this is an evolution of what's already standard in VR to the point where this is how I want most VR games at base minimum to play. So it is innovating in VR. Game direction and design, it is... Uh, pretty rudimentary in the sense it's pretty standard in the sense of how uh, VR games play in the same genre, but it um, its design is done. Uh, it feels better than other games. It feels more premium. It feels more AAA, and that's something that's really missing from VR is mm-hmm. is the budget of AAA for sure um, and the attention to detail. So it does have that game direction design specifically in the way that it's telling a story of a AAA game's caliber in a VR game. Um, well, and from so, what I've seen of, of you playing it too, it also offers cinematic aspects to it, right? That's what I'm Which, saying the storytelling and the yeah, yeah and you don't see that. Um, in VR. So, um, and then <laughs> haven't played it and it, it, it kind of sucks because I should be able to have, uh, the ability to have a conversation about last of us, but, um, at least from what I've seen and what I know of the previous game is also going to be one of those games that just goes above and beyond in every single category. These games don't come out often for a reason. Um, and so it's really hard for me. Um, I do kind of lean towards, honestly, Half-Life Alex, just because it is such a rare thing just in general in gaming right now. So, Yeah. Chris? This is tough. Um, for me, it's a toss-up between Ghost of Tsushima and Hades. It's really hard for me to pick between these two for this. I think they both 
have really good creative vision. Um, Hades has a great design to it and a great way of telling the story of, you know, the, the Greek pantheon and how they kind of interact with each other. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a really great story and, and creative about how the journey between samurai and, and like assassin ninja type character. Um, just, I, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with Hades for me. For, like, it has a really great design for like game. And it has potential because there's there's just it can go on and on and on and there's so much interactions and it's just the way they they dealt with the roguelike. I've played roguelikes before, but this is just on a different level for me entirely. Just it's so innovative in how they they let you play the game and how you can adjust the game difficulty and the art style is just so fun and and an energetic feeling. It's just it's really well done. Yeah, roguelikes have evolved to a point where if you're not doing what games like Hades. Dead Cells, Moonlighter mm-hmm. are doing, it's hard for me to humor playing it. Because mm-hmm. the the core essence of what a roguelike is was established already. And for me, it wasn't enough. And then some people have evolved it in a way that is bringing it to a more legitimate, respectable area in gaming, where these aren't just gimmicks of, oh, well, when you die, you restart. And they're starting to tell big stories like Hades. They're starting to have uh, really deep gameplay like Dead Cells and like getting really creative like Moonlighter and that it's not just a roguelike. And so I agree in the sense... It's like a town builder. Yeah, exactly. But it's also roguelike. (laughs) And it's like... And Graveyard Keeper, I think that's what it's called. Um, Games like that have made it so like when I play a game like Sword of Ditto, it's fine, but like it's not... It's not of the caliber of the games that have really shown what roguelikes can be or roguelites, as most people call them now, but because um, they're you know kind of like roguelikes. But um, so yeah, it, when it comes to like game direction, design, and innovation stuff like that in the genre of of roguelites, uh, Hades absolutely is uh, is innovative for sure. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's doing something that has changed my mind of the genre and, and kind of made me dismiss other games now because of it. So hey, while we're out here. Uh, Oh, we out here now. Re- revitalizing oh. genres and uh, evolving <laughs> them. Will someone take a whack at Bullet Hell games? That'd be cool. That'd Other, be cool. Well, I guess near Automata, but. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. So <clears throat> um, this one's kind of rough, but not really, because two of them I'm kind of knocking out because they're great, high quality games. But when it comes to checking off those boxes, um, they do fine, but they don't do as well as the other three, and that is Final Fantasy VII Remake and Last of Us Part II. Um, aren't really on my radar on this one, just because uh, they're both well-crafted, very well-made games. Um, they're great for other reasons, but like when you're talking about like game design, um, The Last of Us Part II is a third-person shooter slash stealth game that plays almost identically to the first game with a couple new things you can lay down but what game can't you lay down in the the real innovation of the last of us part two is the the fucking tech in the game i don't think most people are paying attention to that i am but i'm not that's not that's not gonna win it out for me like i said the blood pooling and stuff like that and the detail and the lighting that no one really talks about um how subtle it is like if you live in a place like washington you get used to all these like you know it can be kind of cloudy and sunny out here but when you're in the trees the lighting's different stuff like that and a lot of games don't nail that the last of us does it no one talks about that like like when when i played uh uh second second sun which is based in washington 
it's it's got this like weird martian fucking haze to it and everything's made of brick and everything's islands and shit and then there's a space needle yeah. and i'm like you didn't you didn't nail seattle and then they made a game after that and then you play the last of us part two and uh it's got that mossy fucking light misty air feel to it mm. of rainforests the lighting is kind of you know there's some elements of light but cloudiness to it like like it is here and they just fucking nailed it so it's like nobody's done it they've done it. that's it so the innovations in the tech of the game but i think it distracts from the game design and direction of playing it it just you know highly accents it uh and creative visions there but i think it's better if we're talking about storytelling and narrative uh to really highlight that and just like Final Fantasy VII Remake, it, it's not innovating on anything. It's just a solid-ass game that tells an awesome story the way you want it to fucking be told um, visually. Um, but yeah, creative vision, I think fucking Ghost of Tsushima nails that. Innovation in some departments, it's innovative. In other departments, it's very standard. Um, and then game direction design, that game is oozing with game direction and design. I mean, you could say about any game, but like... They got really creative with how to have that game, a AAA open world game that's action and stealth and competent stealth uh, work. They did a good job. Hades also oozes with creative vision, innovation in games specifically in that genre and uh, game direction and design. I think they they nailed uh, being able to uh, make a roguelike um almost feel like every time you die there's new story and new dialogue every time it's crazy they put a lot of work mm -hmm. into it it's, it's insane i'm gonna go with half-life alex though just because i'm a big vr fan um and i think it's creative vision is doing something that the other games can't do because in the medium it's working with it's innovation in the genre not the genre in the in the the framework of vr it's it is innovating. It is it is pushing the whole thing forward, and uh, game direction design. It's VR. It's you have to be creative in the way that you make a VR game work. You have to think of different parameters. People are in this world now, so you have to make everything uh, work. You have to make the design not feel chintzy. Some VR games out there that feel kind of like toys. Half Life Alex, you're not thinking about that when you're playing it. You feel like you're playing a game like you'd play anywhere else but you're in it and it's an experience that you're not getting in any of these other games um when it comes to that so i i feel like i'm i want to give my vote to best game direction to half-life alex just because it's it's working in a it's dabbling in a, an area that the games are not and it, it's done it in my opinion the best so best game direction it's 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 the most worth noting in my opinion but they're all great they're all great. Some of these are, are dabbling in stuff that we've dabbled in. And so it's not a negative. It's just not worth me picking. So, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say? All right. Next one. Game of the year. We out here. Um, I just want to say real quick to clarify, we are going to be doing our game of the game of the year discussion uh, in about a week or two where we will be picking our personal picks for game of the year yeah. and two runner-ups from this year that we think uh, could have been game of the year. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good conversation. I'm going to emphasize for myself at least, but I assume everybody else that whatever we pick here, I'm going to be kind of vague here because I don't want to give away too much, but um, 
does not necessarily mean these are our picks for game of the year. These are what we'd like to see recognized as game of the year on the game awards for various reasons, whether it's recognition, whether we think it deserves that, maybe just as a spotlight so people will put more attention on it. Uh, just want to be clear about that. I don't, you know, I could be like, oh, Doom Eternal should win game of the year because it didn't get enough attention. Doesn't mean I'm going to pick that personally. It just means that I think Game Award should do it. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys can conduct it any way you want, though. So, anyway, game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Everything. It's the game of the year, 2020. Uh, Doom Eternal. And this is a fucking, this is a year, this is the hardest year that I can think of. If Cyberpunk was on here, it would be absolutely the hardest year ever for game of the year because I thought the year that God of War and fucking Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, I was like, two huge games? That was easy for me. But yeah. And one, yeah, I don't know. I, God of War is the pick for sure, but like the quality of Red Dead Redemption 2, holy shit. Anyway, what I was trying to say is, is like, that was two games. I was like, two fucking huge games? This is crazy. And now I'm looking at this, I'm like, Everything, everything here is fucking like <laughs> worthy. Um, so anyway, game of the year. We got Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, let's start with Chris. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> Do it. Uh, gosh, this is really hard because, well, I've only played technically two of these games. I own three of them, um, but I haven't played Animal Crossing. I have seen nothing beyond what Seth has splurged about on The Last of Us. Um, oh, I'll splurge. Eternal, right, oh, the, the whole deep splurge is about everything that I, I know. I still know the game, so. Um, That's Doom good, because if you go on blind, you can actually have like appreciation for the context of the game or or just an opinion or you could fucking hate it completely but going in blind is the way that everybody should have went into that game Mm -hmm. i didn't get to do it i'm sorry i feel bad for you i do i liked it but i can think of nuanced ways so it was easy for me to take it in Mm -hmm. um the only one i feel i don't know i don't i'm kind of confused as to why just personally doom eternal is on here just because I don't know. It, it, from my understanding, it was a DLC. Doom Eternal was a DLC, from my understanding. I don't know. I don't know much about it, to be honest. That's a full game. No, that's a full, that's a full <laughs> ass game. Awesome. <laughs> You're going to upset so many people. Uh, I'm sure I am. That being said, I'm not a big Doom fan. So I've never, I've never even played any of the you Dooms. Don't, you don't like Pew Pew Shooty? Pew Pew Chainsaws, Doom Zoom, Metal, 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 Metal. A game metal. that. Uh, encourages nonstop violence versus like being defensive. I want to take a clip of you just doing what you just did with the <laughs> pew pew zoom zoom fucking metal 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 metal, and I'm just gonna put that to the trailer of Doom Eternal. There's not gonna be any sound, just, just put that it down there as if he's streaming it. No, I'm just gonna <laughs> release that trailer with no music or sound and just Chris saying that. Uh, I'm gonna put it out into the wild, not and just be like Doom <laughs> Doom Eternal trailer. I was say, just find some random person's gameplay and just literally take the box and put it in the corner. I don't know. Metal, 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 metal. Oh, God. This is this is really hard. I, I haven't played Animal Crossing. So you got uh, two eliminated. Get the fuck no, out of here. You got three. Three eliminated because Doom Eternal, haven't played. Animal Crossing, haven't played. Last of Us, haven't played. These three games, I really haven't seen anything on either. Um, Hades, 
I, like I said, I watch every single day new content. I, I search for new content on Hades every single day. Crackhead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. I've played a shit ton of Ghost of Tsushima, single player and multiplayer. I love it aesthetically. It, it, it appeals to my artsy fartsy side so much. Final Fantasy VII. It holds such a dear place in my heart, and when it was not was being made, I just cried tears of joy. I, I cried on stream playing the damn game for the first time. It had an emotional impact on me. This is incredibly hard for me to pick, but. <laughs> I mean, you could just say there's multiple you'd like to win. I mean, you don't have to be okay. specific if you don't I want to. Those, I, to be honest, I would like those three games to win. I, I, I know it's pretty vague, but Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and Hades, I think are all amazing fucking games. Absolutely amazing games. So, and we haven't done this too much with the with the prior subjects, but this one I kind of want to get into a little bit. Now that you say which ones you'd like to win, which ones out of those three do you think will win? If any I of those were to win. Just because of clout and hype, Final Fantasy Seven is going to make it. Um not that it's a bad game. It's really fun. It's got an amazing art style. It it looks visually stunning. Uh Ghost of Tsushima, I think can win because of the storytelling and just the off factor that the game inspires. Yeah. Hades, Hades is, I don't know, It's it feels a little too niche to win um, because it is a roguelike. I've never played many roguelikes myself um, before Hades came out, so it's, it's kind of like a new genre for me, to be honest. Um, and that's that's part of the hype I have behind it is because I'm excited to play this because I, it's a gameplay I've never played before. It's a style of game I don't usually dive into, but something about this really t- clicks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like the overall experience that I've had watching people who play Hades. They are people who've played Rolex before and really enjoyed them before. They're not necessarily like newer players diving into it. Didn't you play Enter the Gungeon with us? I played it a oh. little bit, but I didn't play it pretty, really extensively. Okay, I was this, that, that's a roguelike. So. I, I paid, uh, that was the game of the month or PlayStation Plus game. So like I didn't yeah. buy uh, this. I straight out bought, like I paid for it. Um, but like I said, it, it feels more niche than the other two could be. Yeah. Chevy. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to try to be as vague as possible just because we're going to have this conversation again. Yeah. So, and um, I'm not done playing Final Fantasy VII right now. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I think uh, I'm just going to put this in the two categories you just kind of already did with Chris, which is what I'd like and what I think. So what I'd like to see is either Ghost of Tsushima or Final Fantasy VII Remake um, uh, out of the six games. For me, they're the ones I'm I'm playing, right? Um, I love Animal Crossing. There's no way in hell that that game could be game of the year for me. Even if I played it for hundreds of hours, which I probably did, um, it doesn't offer... <laughs> the same experience I'm getting out of other games. It is literally just a social game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, don't get me wrong. It's fun. I love it. I'll buy the next one. <laughs> like it's happening. Um, the other two are, are, are why I play video games though. Mm-hmm. So um, I wish them both, both best luck. And I, there's 
no way I'd be upset if either of them won. In fact, there's no way I'd be upset if anyone won here. I'd be a little questionable on Animal Crossing, completely honest here. So, um, as far as who I think is going to win, though, I think it is pretty much down between Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two. I can't see the other ones um, competing as much as I love Final Fantasy VII. The amount of conversation that happens around the other two games, though, yeah, I, I think it's hard to deny that they're the ones that are going to win. So, yeah. I want to preface what I'm going to say with I was completely wrong last year about Game of the Year. I also think last year's uh, Game of the, Game Awards was rigged. I think Dominion computers swapped votes from uh, fucking. Do you got guess three million you want to spend to uh, to do some I, I think, think six thousand votes from fucking uh, Death Stranding got moved over to um, uh, Sekiro. I don't, I don't believe that for a fucking second. That was a curveball. I know people like Sekiro, but nobody was talking about that fucking game prior. Um, nobody. So it's just a bunch of fucking. <laughs> anyway, I don't believe that shit. I don't believe it. But um, and that's not because I want Death Stranding to win. I wanted to win, but like it's just there was there was no fucking no one was talking about it anywhere. So anyway, I could be very wrong on this, but I don't think Doom Eternal has a chance of winning. I don't think. Um, Hades has a chance of winning. I think if it did win, it would get that indie darling love. Uh, but that's that's kind of rare. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to win. Uh, it does have a strong audience, but I don't think it has the numbers um, in the same regard. I think a lot of people love Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I know some people who beat it who were like, eh, it's not as good as I want it to be, but it's still good. And I know a lot of people who would never touch that game. Um, I think there's a very strong chance Last of Us Part Two will win. I think there's a very strong chance. I see When I see people in larger groups on the internet uh, talking about games that they say are game of the year, that's the one that is strongly backed all the time. Um, so I would not be surprised in any capacity that the last was part two won, and I wouldn't be upset if it won. I also will never sleep on a Nintendo game ever <laughs> animal crossing and any other game made by Nintendo always has a chance of being game of the year. It's also asterisk, uh, <laughs> uh, tasty loot note here, uh, over 20 million copies sold. Yeah. And the amount of people who fucking play the game who did not play these other games is shit, a shitload. Yeah. I know people who don't play video games still on that game play it. Yeah. Um, a lot. I know I had somebody hit me up recently who doesn't play games at all. And they're like, oh, hey, I just picked up Animal Crossing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're like, well, yeah, we should play it. I'm like, I don't know if it's happening. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> huh? Who never, my sister who never plays video games, never owned a console in her life, is thinking about buying a Switch just to play Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I know a couple girls who were like on the hunt a couple months ago for Switches and couldn't find them. They're like, where do I get a Switch? I want to play Animal Crossing. Hey, you and everyone else. Like, like that, that's, that's fucking crazy. So if you think Animal Crossing doesn't have a chance, I don't know. But also, are these people voting? Right. So Yeah, are they watching the Game Awards? So Exactly. <laughs> so... I'm just saying the numbers are there for that game to win. Will they show up? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I already said Hades. I don't think Hades will win, but it could. I think it has a better chance than Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Ghost Tsushima, though, I feel like could sneaky win. Because when you look through uh, threads of people talking about Game of the Year, no matter where at, 
you see a lot of Last of Us Part Two, but you also see Ghost Tsushima pop up constantly. Not as much, but you still see it, and I'm seeing it more than any of these other games. So if I'm seeing it even often enough to take note of it, it means that there's enough people who are outwardly letting people know they think it's the game of the year, and I see it quite often. I, so I also see um, a lot of people who are like uh, content creators who want to play the game, but you know the whole copyright crap. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they're afraid to play it. But there's a lot of people who are like, I really want to play that game. So it, it also has a lot of attention for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Last of Us. I mean, I think we all could have guessed it was going to be. I think I think Last of Us will be game of the year. Um, I think Animal Crossing has the potential of also being game of the year, uh, or not at all. It's either going to get all the votes or none of them, because everyone who play who's playing it aren't into video games. Yeah, like a lot of them. Not to say if you're playing this, you're not into video games. I'm just saying there's a shitload of people uh, who just aren't into it. And then I think Ghost Tsushima has the chance under those two for sure of winning more than Final Fantasy VII Remake. That might sound crazy. I feel that. I feel that. I see more people talking about game of the year. Ghost Tsushima that I've never I haven't seen anybody outside of like three people in our community yeah. who have said Final Fantasy VII will be game of the year um, and like I said I don't, th- I don't think Hades or Doom Eternal has a chance uh, so what do I want I'm f- very okay with most I don't want Doom Eternal to win I don't think it's game of the year I think it's fun I don't think it's game of the year I don't want Animal Crossing to win I think it's good it's awesome I don't think it's game of the year I I would be stoked if Hades won. I don't think it deserves it, but I'd be I'd be happy for him. That'd be fucking cool for them. I feel like a real piece of shit after that. It, it would just be really cool if they won. Um, I definitely want Last of Us Part Two or Ghost of Tsushima to win. I'd be very happy with either. Here's the fucking curveball though. It's so expected that Last of Us Part Two will win, no matter if the game is good or not. Just that it it came out this year. People have been waiting for it. It's out. It's a given. It's going to win. That I kind of would like to see Ghost of Tsushima win. Even though the caliber of Last of Us Part Two is fantastic. I could I could go either way easily. But I kind of... And they're not even an underdog. They're, the Sucker, Pun- Sucker Punch is a fucking AAA company. They've made three games prior. They're fucking huge, successful. But what they did with this game, I want it to be rewarded. Because this is their best game they've ever made. And if Final Fantasy VII won... I would absolutely be happy, but I'd be I'd honestly be kind of confused. I see the only conversations I see online right now and people are voting right now. <laughs> yeah. Or and it's funny cuz you bring up Last of Us 2. I actually don't see it that often. Um even though I 100% know <laughs> I know the power it has. Um but I see honestly I see Hades the most out of every game on this list so it's interesting because your Twitter's different than mine yeah so you're seeing maybe the Sekiro's that I wasn't seeing although I don't know anybody that saw that see I didn't see that one either nobody yeah. did because it didn't fucking exist <laughs> and then after that people were like you yeah, know yeah of course I'm like you've never said that before they're like yeah, yeah, I the knew it was gonna win people like, talking about Hades right now it blows my mind dude yeah I haven't, I haven't seen Game of the Year once for that but I do see people all these games people have praised oh but, 100% um the ones I see the most, Last of Us Part Two, it's not even fucking, it's not even close. Um, but the sales of Animal Crossing is just like staggering. So, like that's that's if we're going on sales here, like fucking Animal Crossing would be. Yeah, and that's a that's a one system. Well, that so are Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, yeah. but like, man, Nintendo's buying power is stupid. Isn't Final, oh no, Final Fantasy's on PC, isn't it? 
No, that's PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's three fucking PlayStation games on this list, man. I try and tell people. Uh, Actually, yeah, exclusives that matter. I'm like, I don't know, man. What? <laughs> who's who's? What other consoles getting praise? Oh, Nintendo. Interesting. That'll never go away. Yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> preaching exclusives again. Um, I'm the fucking priest at the altar of exclusivity. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much gone about as deep as I'd like to go. I just yeah. want to throw a note out there, though, that if Cyberpunk was here, I would think it would be the winner. Um, I would be voting for it 100%, and I haven't even played it yet. Um, and uh, I think Cyberpunk would dominate everything this year. Um, but it's not here, so everybody else gets a more fair, nuanced chance, I think. Because the hype alone on Cyberpunk, I think, would have fucking won it most right, things. man. I feel so bad for them. The same way, like when they're making Last of Us, and the same way when they they start actually talking about God of War some more. Like when you hit that level, that's got to be awful, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I would be so excited and horrified if I yeah. was CD Projekt Red, not Rockstar, because they just they're gonna do what they want, man. They, they do what care. they want. They nail every time. When their games are buggy, it's never a detriment to them. People are like Donkey Lady, and then it's the meme. <laughs> <laughs> they literally it's just like have a get it. out of jail free card that lasts forever. Yeah, so. Rockstar can make the same game for fucking twenty years, and people will just go, "They only do that game and only support that game," and then they don't care other than that. And Rockstar's like, "They're yeah. also they turn around and they go, yeah, and we've sold, and people are buying it nine digits, it. Yeah. baby. Like- and they'll eventually, make the game you want, and you'll get it, and you won't complain." I mean, yeah, yeah. Rockstar's, they're, they're not touchable when it comes to that. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's how it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, CD Projekt Red, you've only made better and better, better games. And then you made the most hyped game fucking ever. And then you've drawn out the release of it. And people are just fucking going, oh, fucking people are it. spending thousands of dollars to play this game. Sure. People are buying, yeah, whole new rigs, everything. $800. People in our community like- have built PCs in our own community to play cyberpunk yeah. um and people are like well i think it's overhyped i don't think so <laughs> i don't think so i don't think you understand the gravity of like if that if that game's fine no one's gonna care but if it's like not good that would be a fucking shit storm worse than no man's guy <laughs> yeah dude yeah. like it's Way worse, way worse. Holy shit! It's it'd be astronaut. It'd be fucking cataclysm. It'd be it would destroy everything. There, that'd be the the final end piece of 2020. That would end the the world. Well, you're still young. What hey, you say? Hey, at least the video game's doing it. <laughs> imagine imagine this year just being complete shit, and then Cyberpunk is horrible. Uh, People would be like, I'm done. Careful what you say, man. The year is still fresh. <laughs> still listening there's yeah. fucking government coming out saying there's aliens and there's that obelisk showing up everywhere and fucking stuff so i've seen people take pictures of people moving it and stuff so of course there yeah it looks like shit too you can see the screws and stuff fuck them um Stupid. yeah uh so anyway uh i, I think i think we've gone on a while here uh just three a hours yeah yeah three hours no big deal I'm like, oh, don't worry, taste cast coming. Well, this is pretty much fucking. This is longer than taste cast. So anyway, um, is there anything else you guys want to say? I'm not. I'm not picking one. I'm just saying. I can't either because I. I don't want to. I don't want to have that discussion right now. Yeah. Um, what I want to say. Plus, is, I can't finalize my decision anyway because I haven't. I haven't beaten Final Fantasy. So yeah, Same. this is the first year for me, and I know it's rough for Seth every year because he he'll play fucking Barbie's Horse Adventure. So I would, yeah, um, if it's on sale. 
uh every year i usually there's only like one game like in the whole thing where i'm like well that's the one i'd pick just because it's the only thing on there i'd like i like and this year there's actually like a lot of games um even the ones that like like to use Hades as an example like i didn't personally like it but there's no way i can look at that game and say it's a bad game there's no that's that i'd be a fucking idiot so yeah um hard year man rough year and you didn't even play last of part two when you're having a hard time yeah that's just a, a gray area. Like, is that good? Probably is. I can. I, I'm, I, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's rough, man. If you want to fucking fall into a deep pit of despair, yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Game of the year is actually the seventh choice that you can't see. It's Bug Snacks. Yeah, where's <laughs> that at? It wasn't even fucking on here. <laughs> There's not one Bug Snacks. No. Snubbed. Election fraud. Rigged. <laughs> Story of the year. Rude. Anything else, Chris? Anything else? <laughs> All right. Let us know in the comments. What did you guys think of uh, the nominees for the game awards? Uh, are you excited? We will definitely be doing a reaction to that as we do every year, uh, having these conversations, seeing if we nailed it. Even though we're a little vague on some of these topics, next year's what, gonna, or next week's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, what are uh, some of the nominees that you're uh, most excited about? Who do you want to win them? Maybe it's just you went through the video, you typed it out or whatever, or maybe there's specific ones that you are more opinionated on. Uh, who do you think is going to win Game of the Year, and who would you like to win Game of the Year? Those can be different. Some people just equate what they like and what they want to be the winner, and it's definitely going to be that way. And those people typically seem pretty disappointed. Or they nail it. They're like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm amazing. Um and uh yeah what what are some games you think are snubbed uh and um yeah give me your overall thoughts in the comments below but that's gonna do it for this uh tlg reacts this fucking three three hour hour. tlg reacts if you sat Um, here this whole time with us huge thank you you're amazing yeah i mean this is podcast forum so i'm sure they're watching it in fucking parts um But yeah, uh, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy what we do here. Uh, we're getting close to 2,000 subscribers. It'd be cool to hit that soon. I think we need like 30 people left. So, I mean, we're right there. Um, hit that fucking, share button. Pretty crazy. So, yeah, share the video and uh, stay tuned. We are doing a tasty cast, believe it or not. It will not be three hours. That's why I avoided He says that. That's why I, I literally was like, we're not going to have this topic in Tasty Cast because the Tasty Cast is going to be like four hours. And I think, I would, I, I think I'd be pretty pretty accurate. I think you'd have been off. I think it would have been closer to five. I'm saying at the least four. <laughs> I said that at some point. Right? Chris was like, so like a normal Tasty Cast? I'm like, yeah, but double. I'd be like, it's, gonna, it's not going to be a short one. And by that, I mean it's going to be fucking double the length. So, um, yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Until Tasty Cast, have a good night, guys, and uh, get pumped for Cyberpunk. It's, I hope, actually coming out. And until the next episode, uh, take it easy, guys.